0: Man is still good. We fight. We kill. We betray one another. But we can rebuild.
1: We can do better. We will. We have to.
2: interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This Cheap Seat Reviews.
3: Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 129, the epic showdown, the episode you have all been finally waiting for. Maybe, unless this is your first time, then you have no clue what I'm talking about. But if not, this is... (laughs) Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I am Sean Allred, and, version. Yeah, I, I am uh, Sean Alred. And yeah, exactly. This is actually the extended version. We'll get there later. I am Sean Alred. And joining us tonight is Andrew, voice modulator Jimison. Hello. Perfect. Oh, he didn't even we didn't even plan that. That's hysterical.
4: <laughs>
3: nice. I didn't even plan that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man.
4: i to <laughs> uh,
3: Thank you, uh, Darth Vader. You're welcome. Um, that was great. Seriously, did not even plan that. That's funny. Uh, Corny,
0: uh, did Tony Stark help him with that suit, Logan? All right, so um, you know the scene, uh, and you're watching, and you see that hate that wells up in uh, Batman's eyes for the destruction caused by uh, Superman? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's That was me tonight with my uh, laptop because of Microsoft. Uh, I put on a mech suit and proceeded to beat the shit out of my laptop. So I'm on laptop number two. This yep. is awesome.
3: Yeah, for those of you listening home, um, I know you don't really care about the effort and uh, trials that it takes to produce a podcast, but uh, in tonight's case, uh, Corny is on laptop number two and Sam is calling from his car um, because he had some scheduling conflicts, but we wanted to make sure that he was able to pr- to participate in the show. So at some point in the middle of the episode, he's just going to disappear and then magically appear on his nice microphone at home. So kind of like uh, Clark boat. Kent does at work, right? He just disappears. Yeah. Uh, uh, so speaking so I'm of, and
1: kind of right now I'm going to go to Bruce Wayne here in a few.
3: Yeah. So okay. Yeah, yeah. with a bad voice. Okay, I, I'm with you. So uh, speaking of Sam, um, Sam. What happened to that kryptonite spear, Vector?
1: <laughs> I threw it in the water. <laughs> but, then, but then I created a suit that's supposed to go up against the super-powered Superman, mm-hmm. and, but yet left my jaw out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: that, that way he could talk. I don't know. Um, in, in all I, fairness, uh, well, darken-
1: So, uh, well, Batman could have killed him simply by pushing his hand through the jaw into his brain.
3: Yeah, it it would have, you know, that sounds awful, but yeah, you're right. Uh, And joining us tonight is our very special guest, Alan Broadway. Um, Hey, man. Welcome. How are you? How are you?
5: This is one one of those days you just can't get rid of a bomb unless you hide it in a wheelchair.
3: (laughs) Oh, wow. Um... (laughs) That's very true. Uh, uh, Alan was one of our, uh, um, our our big money donors. Uh, he donated the prerequisite $25 or more to be on the podcast with our GoFundMe.com/slash cheapseat review site. Uh, so yeah, you too, for only $25, can buy your way onto our show because we have no souls and we need money. We are the American dream. Um, okay. There you go. Um, so before Andrew does his wonderful intro, which I hope is in his normal voice,
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. I hope
3: the I hope the opposite. Oh. Um, uh, so we will. We, I'm just going to preface the show with this. Um, last week we had Mike on Mike Antonucci. We had a lot of fun, and I um, I, I assume that this will be the exact same thing um alan and i have been kind of sparring via the twitter a little bit about this movie uh and alan has been busting my chops and i've been busting his a little bit about this about this movie so this is going to be fun and that's all i'm going to say about that okay good as long as we're all on board um andrew please sir batman v superman um is it like batman five as in roman numeral five no okay uh dawn of justice andrew please search for hope
2: Fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left unchecked, Gotham City's own formidable forceful vigilant, uh, vigilante takes on Metropolis's most revered modern-day savior. While the world wrestles with what sort of hero it really needs, and with Batman and Superman at war with one another, a new threat quickly arises, putting mankind in greater danger than ever before.
3: Now. Yeah. Well, just like the movie, the intro was also long. <laughs> Um, yes. So, uh, we... I'm somewhat misguided. <laughs> yeah. So, um, fired. here we go. <laughs> uh, so, we um, had to do the Ultimate Edition in order for us to watch the movie in time to do the show, because the DVD release came out, I think, today, right?
5: Last, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday.
3: Oh, last Tuesday. Well, um, okay. Well, either way. Um, uh, so we, we got it the, uh, the ultimate edition. So we all watched that. Now I, um, borrowed a copy of a friend of mine and watched the regular version too, because I wanted to know the difference. Um, and it was, it, it was, it actually kind of helped. I think in my opinion, the extended version, I think actually helped a little bit, uh, explain a couple of things because there was moments where I was like, Oh, okay. Anyway. So With all that being said, we will do our typical intros, as we do for the show, and uh, we're not going to veer away from that, uh, even though this is a very special episode. So, Andrew, so this is obviously the first time for any of us seeing it, because it's a brand new movie. So, um, And I guess we should go ahead and say this now, spoiler alert, okay? Um, We are going to spoil the hell out of this movie. Absolutely. Um, You have been warned, if you have not seen this movie... I would probably actually go watch it first um, because either um, I guess you should watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's worth watching. Yeah, Yeah, you'll watch it. And that way you can um, understand why some of us are very passionate about this movie on either side of the aisle. So, Andrew, your initial thoughts, sir.
2: Well, okay. So I bought this. um, I also uh, borrowed a a buddy's uh, copy. But... uh, he had the extended version, and I thought it was the regular version, which it wasn't. And so I went out and bought what I thought was going to be a new extended version, and it ended up being the same exact thing that I <laughs> watched the first time. So having said that, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I know that I'm not in the popular crowd. Uh, I will full, uh, fully expose here that I am Ooh, a... <laughs> Uh, A fanboy of Batman, so to speak. Um, And always have been, since I can remember. Um, So, am I a little biased? Yes. But I tried to take myself out of that as I watched the movie. I will say that I've watched the movie now seven times since I bought it. My God. (laughs) Yes, sir. How have you had time to? Uh, I don't sleep. That's 21 hours. You understand that, right? Like... (laughs) Now that you put it that way, I feel like maybe I'm wasting a little of my life.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, I've seen it five.
2: Yeah. So, you know, um, I have a lot to talk about, and I don't want to say it all right now, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it was done very well um, as far as visually how Zack Snyder put this together. And a lot of people are out there hating on Zack Snyder. Um, and But but I actually like a lot of what Zack Snyder's done. Um and with this one, I feel like it's probably the best thing that he has done. Um, oh, it, it, I they're... would, I would wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree with that. But okay,
0: well, uh, three hundred
3: yeah, okay. is is pretty do- is a pretty good movie.
0: Well, yeah, it is. Now, I were always, you going to say gonna... pretty
3: dope? No, like, would that happen? Or... No, I don't. I don't think I, I have the uh, credentials to say something like that.
0: I actually I thought you were. It was gonna. It almost sounded natural. Good job, man. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah,
3: that <laughs> sounds weird just saying it.
2: Um, I, I will say it's not without its issues, but I, I feel like this uh, this movie gave us the best live action Batman that we've ever seen. Um, I feel like we, you know, got some of the coolest scenes as far as you know the Batmobile chases and and there's just some really really cool stuff that's never been done before that I really enjoyed. Uh, but like I said, there are some issues, and we'll talk about the issues later. But uh, I. I have six and they're tiny, but, uh, they're there.
3: All right, cool. Hey, fair enough. Um, in case for those of you who are playing at home, Sam actually has gotten off his phone and has made it to his house. So soon we will have him on his nice microphone. But until then,
0: corny, sir, you're up. Okay. Uh, All right. Don't, don't blow your wide now. No, that's okay. That's okay. I got this. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm just looking at my computer right now. It's,
3: Just just put it just put it out of your mind, dude. Just put it in the closet and
0: just let it be. I'm gonna all right. So um oh what do I say? Okay, so I I have tried um very hard to take what I know of stories of comics and leave those out and view the movie for what it is. So with that idea or with that in mind, I can agree with a lot of what Andrew said. Um, did I like the movie? Not really, but uh, visually, I thought it looked wonderful. I thought um, this Batman um, kind of made me happy in terms of uh, uh, those of you familiar with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Returns. Excuse me, the Dark Knight Returns that uh, uh-huh. um, that comic. So I thought they did a good job with that. A beefier-looking Batman, you know, not, not so slender per se, um, older. Grizzled and a little bit more um, aggressive ter- in terms of you know fighting, so I appreciated that. I kind of appreciated the Superman. Um, I said kind of. I'm gonna have my issues, but for the most part, as a visually, uh, I think impressive movie. I think that it is worth the view for that reason. However, um, if you're looking for me, it, in my opinion. If you're looking for a coherent story, you're not going to find it in this
4: movie. Okay.
0: Um. Oh, sorry. Before I go on, uh, so I made the uh, little little reference that I tried to leave the uh, comic book thing out, and I totally couldn't do it with this movie because there there are two stories happening simultaneously, technically yeah. three, and that that bothered me because I couldn't I couldn't mix the two. Yeah. Can I, I think?
2: Can I interject real quick? Please, because Uh, we're still stalling for Sam. Yeah, having, uh, it's good to hear you say that, um, because when I, I had to do the same thing. You know, I had to put everything I knew about DC, and growing up, I didn't know a lot about Marvel, but, and I didn't really get into Marvel, but DC, I mean, I watched every animated thing, every movie, I I didn't read a lot of the comics, but I read a few, Um, but going into this, I had to realize this is not even Frank Miller's Batman. This is this is Zack Snyder's universe here. You're right. This is. this is this is all his complete. Well and, uh, and,
3: and in conjunction with um of what's his beak. Um um crap. Vander Vanderbeek, yeah. No, the dude dude <laughs> nope. Yes, Christopher Nolan, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he he you know, he obviously did the first trilogy, the 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 Dark Knight trilogy, but he, he produced this. So this is this is him and Snyder and whoever the team, basically Christopher Nolan is like the Kevin Feige of Marvel or of DC. I should say. He's like, he's kind of like the head dude. So anyway, that's, but that I'm just adding to your point, Andrew.
2: Sorry. Go ahead, please. Did I lose everyone? No, I'm here. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I, I was done. Sorry.
3: Oh, no, it's fine. Um, cool. Uh, normally I would throw to Sam. He's still not on yet. He must be, um, uh, on his way home, he stopped and got his wife a nice little ice cream treat. So maybe
0: that's what's happening right now. Maybe he maybe he ate said treat and now he's in trouble.
3: That also uh, might be happening. And um, <laughs> sorry, I just got distracted because someone just sent me a friend request through Skype. And I'm kind of confused what just happened. Because um, that's never happened during a show before. A um, to an axe. Yeah, really, I really kind of want to. Um, so I will throw to you now, Alan, sir, you've seen, you, you've listened to the show enough, you kind of know what to, what, what this is. Um,
0: Let's get ready to rumble! So, so Alan,
3: <laughs> your initial thoughts, sir?
5: Oh, I saw this movie in the theater. I uh, saw the, the, I guess, the normal version or the cut that they released and then watched the um, extended version, uh, Ultimate Edition. Uh, after it came out. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with Andrew. Um, <clears throat> this movie, while I would, will admit it does have some flaws and I'm, I'm not a fanboy that's going to try to overlook some of those things, um, I think it has three main flaws that would fix a lot of it. Um, we'll go into that a little bit more. But um, I'm really excited now because I thought I was going to have to be in my Fortress of Solitude <laughs> defending this thing. And uh, to hear that Corny's not completely negative and now Andrew is 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 on the positive side. Um, th- this to me is the best on-film Batman we have seen. Uh it is the it is the Batman I believe as far as the physicality and the look uh it is Dark Knight Returns um Frank Miller there are some nuances to the character that we can talk about um <clears throat> spoiler he kills. Um we'll talk about that later. But I, I I really really appreciate this movie. I, I I like this. I like the idea of what they're setting up. I like the idea of where I think they're going to go, and mm-hmm. I think they've also left left it open to go a lot of different ways. Um, I think this movie was criticized unjustly, uh, pretty harshly. I, I think it's at like twenty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that I mean that puts it like in electro range, and it's nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near, nowhere near that bad. Um, but we'll get into some of the specifics in a minute, but this movie is a lot better than people want you to believe it is.
2: Oh yeah. I think a lot of the people too, that are giving it negative reviews are kind of jumped on the, the bandwagon of, Hey, people are hating this. Maybe I'll hate it too. That's just my opinion.
5: Yeah, there was, there was early news when this, when this movie was being, was being made. Uh, they showed a screening at Warner Brothers, and it got a standing ovation. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't know which version, probably this Ultimate Edition or something. Um, they said that, and I, I got all excited for it. And uh, and then I started reading some of the reviews before it hit theaters, and I went and saw it myself, and I'm like, this is, it, it amazes me that I think Rotten Tomatoes is like 29, and I think Metacritic's around, around 70 or 77.
4: Uh-huh.
5: So it, it, the, this might be the most uh, divisive movie among fandom and fanboys ever.
3: Yeah. I agree. I yeah, uh, don't don't agree. Uh, don't, don't disagree there. Sam, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh. You sound hey, super loud. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's okay.
0: Uh, su- uh, super loud.
3: I did yeah. that on purpose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh so Sam, just a quick recap. Um, for those of you who just joined us, while anyone would just join <laughs> like us Sam. Uh, 10 minutes and 15 minutes into a podcast, because this isn't radio. Uh but we have all uh well I I haven't given my initial thoughts and it's now your turn, sir, to give your initial thoughts the score is Andrew and Alan uh, are in favor and Corny is less so.
1: Okay. Well, let, let me let me start this out by just saying that this is a, a, a just like the reviews that we've seen before. This movie has uh, some positives uh, and, and quite a few, but the negatives are so bad that it, it's hard not to get past them. The first two acts of this movie is incredible. The lead up... Um, of, uh, of the fight itself is really good. But once you get to that point, it completely falls apart and, and loses all credibility. I will say that I saw this movie in the, uh, in the movie theater of the original version and the extended version is actually much better. Um, especially in terms of, uh, Lex Luthor's plan and how he got Superman and Batman, um, Together in terms of, of trying to get them uh, to fight each other. It still doesn't, you know, give any credence to why the heck he was doing that with uh, Doomsday and, and, and everything like that. Um, but it at least lent the story a little bit more credibility of what the heck happened in Africa and um, why that was so important to the movie in general. But in terms of um, the casting, I think it's spot on. Um, except maybe Lex Luthor, I wasn't a real fan of, of his um, portrayal, but I loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I think uh, um, Hank Azaria as uh, Superman was impressive. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Hank Azaria. <laughs> okay, and then, and there it is. It was like
0: <laughs> such a such a coherent uh, analysis, and I was like, "Wow, Sam, this is really in depth." Yeah, and, and then he
3: throws out the voice of uh, of like half the Mo, Simpson uh, cast Mo from, and from and, Simpson, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: But you know everything else except for Lex Luthor was was so very well cast in this movie. I love the uh, the cinematography. I love the vision of the movie, but the direction of the story really completely fell apart, um, and to the point where it just it makes it kind of stupid. And I hate the fact that 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 happened, especially to these these types of characters, because I love both Batman and Superman, and you you know you start asking the questions of. You know, could Superman just have listened real carefully to hear his mother's breathing and, and find her, you know, instead of, <laughs> of, you know, fighting Batman or at least telling Batman, hey, you know, cut it out. Let's, you know, I need to talk to you or or punching his jaw through his head. So I, I just there, there's so many things I, I can't wait to hear. Actually, I wish I, I missed uh, the first few guys here, but. Um, I'd love to hear some <laughs> – I'm sure I'll hear more uh, of the same towards the end. But I'm very mixed in, in this one. It's The three-hour movie is a long movie. It does better with the story. But once you get to the fight, uh, it, it just – it's so stupid. It just it, – it treats you like an idiot and I don't like that um, in a movie that, that could have been uh, a lot better. What do you think, Sean? OK. So um, I guess –
3: this is going to be fun because um, no, I don't think really any of us absolutely 100% hated the movie because there's some really great qualities of the movie. Um, yeah. And even Andrew and Alan admit that they like the movie, but there's some issues, which is good. Um, yeah. Because if we were doing with just, if I was having to deal with just straight fanboyness, then we were going to, this, this podcast might not have <laughs> been nearly as fun. Um, so, so. <laughs> So with that having been said, I didn't really like the movie that much. I was kind of bored. I was confused and I was confused having seen it already. Like I watched the, the regular version and then I watched the extended version. And though things made more sense the second time, I was still confused. I watched it this, the extended version with my wife, which was really cool because she's into these movies and she and I, admittedly, we know nothing about the lore like what? What Corny knows about Batman and Superman, and, and Alan, Alan too, and I guess you, Andrew, as well. I knew nothing about these guys. I know I know the back, the, the origin story of Batman because we've seen it fifteen thousand times on film, um, and each one's a little different. And I kind of hated this version. Um, it seemed weird, and that's, and that's funny because I actually, I actually liked it. No, I, I did
0: too. I, I like this portrayal
3: of it. I, I really did. I guess my problem—it made him more human. I thought.
5: There's, and there's also some massive symbolism going on.
3: Well, uh-huh. I guess my problem is is that I thought that the bad guy who killed his parents, you know, because we all know that they changed it in the first Batman to make the Joker, right? And then when Dark Knight or Batman Begins came out, it was Joe Chill, right? Who was just this man, who's this desperate man, who just needed money because the League of Shadows had attempted to um right, try to, to ruin Gotham in a depression. Um so so in this version, the person was like psychotic. You know, it's not not just that I'm gonna shoot you, I'm gonna yeah. shoot the wife needlessly with the thing with the pearls and the gun and like I'm he's he was psychotic. So I guess maybe that kind of lends to the reason why Batman has so many freaking issues and why we have to go into this weird dream all well, this
1: time. is the first and time that uh, Papa Batman there uh, tried to fight mm-hmm. that, I, that I've noticed. Well, there's,
0: a, there's other versions well, the, where no, Thomas the, tries. And, no, the uh, first
3: Batman he fights. He steps in front of the gun, and he tries to wrestle with the gun when the, guy, the bad guy tries to take the pearls, and that's how he gets shot in the Jack Nicholson version.
5: Well, the, uh, the scene with the pearls trapped on the gun is a direct panel from the Dark Knight Returns comic.
0: Well, see, I didn't yes. know that. And thank you for saying yeah. that, Alan, because I was going to say the reason why I liked it is because they actually pulled something. You know, yeah. I like it when they make an homage to uh, a well-known comic scene. You know?
3: Right. So I guess that's that's the uh, that's the Star Trek thing, right? Like if you do a thing in Star Trek to make an homage to the Trek, to old episodes, because we talked about this on like Into Darkness, right? Like they're making they have like a tribble. Right, And it's funny because in the original series, they have a triple, but it doesn't affect the movie. It doesn't change the tone. To me, that changed the tone of the movie. Like, oh, we're we're dealing with psychos here. So again, personally, I thought that was weird. Again, not used to that. Again, I only have the movies to base myself off of. And we try, try to do that with the podcast is just go off of what the movie shows us. But again, I know... You all are teeming with knowledge. This backstory, these hours and hours and hours spent reading these these characters, though that you guys are probably bursting at the seams that this idiot <laughs> lo- leading the podcast doesn't know any anything about the about the characters.
1: Or we're really? bursting at the seams anyway. You know, no knowledge to you know back that yeah, up. Really, <laughs> because we're all fat. But yeah.
5: Really quick meta thing from that scene. Uh, any Walking Dead fans?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing... What's his character on The Walk, Walking Dead? Negan. Negan is right? he playing Negan? Yeah. Yes. He's oh, Negan. I didn't even notice that. And so this this is showing you that he actually killed Glenn in the last finale because he ends up with Lauren Cohen, who is playing Bruce Wayne's mom, who is Glenn's <laughs> wife on the show. <laughs> so he's got him out of the way so they could be the Waynes in this movie.
1: Yeah. Ah, interesting. <laughs> little meta
5: thing going on with pop culture right now.
0: <laughs> interesting.
2: Right. So going back to that uh, opening scene, uh, you know, when I said that visually this movie to me was very interesting, that opening scene, I wish, you know, this came out in 3D, I wish that I had been able to see that scene in 3D because just looking at it, I mean, uh, there's little nuances here and there all over that opening scene that I think would just have been phenomenal, especially in 3D. And it is phenomenal, even without uh, the – hello, Molly. (laughs) Hey, Molly. Uh, The the pearls that fall off of uh, Miss Wayne's neck and, you know, just uh, there's sparks flying. You don't don't have to
3: be so informal, Andrew. We all know her name is Martha. We all know. Oh, it is. Her it name is? is Martha. My God, This <laughs> should have How renamed you know the. Yeah, we Martha, have, Martha,
1: Martha. Yeah, we should
3: have I renamed the movie. Yeah, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Martha.
1: <laughs> <Now I'm> gonna, <laughs> my
3: God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that,
5: that is have, I, important for later in the movie, uh, yeah. for different reasons than people are. They're making fun of that scene, and I do not agree with making fun of it. And when we get there, I'll tell you why.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Alan. Well,
5: I, that, that's huge, and and the Martha thing mm-hmm. is huge, and and I don't agree with people that say that's a stupid way to bring them together. Um, we'll get there when we get there, but I'll go ahead and throw that out there. That, well, that, that I mean, the,
3: we don't have to go chronologically. We can go there if we want to go there organically, <laughs> because I thought it was stupid. I really did. Yeah. I okay. the the whole reason that Batman hates Superman still exists. All of his actual reasoning that he he could kill the world and all of the reasons why he hates this God that can come down and wipe us all up, those all still exist. And the only difference is now is that his mother shares, the, they, their mothers share the same name. That's the only difference I, I'm, now.
1: I'm kind of so. right with you there, Sean, except with the point, I think it, the, the stupid part of it is the the space of time it took between the, the time he said Martha and the time he took his foot off his throat. To me, I think there should have been something else I, I don't know just something there to, to make the connection stronger or something because you're right, he, he hasn't stopped hating Superman for what he did right all yeah. of a sudden just hearkening memories of his mother back and it, 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 hearing someone else say the mother's name, I don't know just I don't think it would take him out of a, a, a psychotic uh, episode like he was having yeah, it was I mean
3: we're talking a 180 degree. We're going nine hundred miles an hour, and we stopped on a dime and turned around. And everything that we have spent millions of dollars on—right, Batman spent all that money and all this time and effort to kill this character, right? To boom, we're done. We're done with that because we, our mothers share the same name. Now, if there's backstory behind that, great. But tell me that stuff then. Here's what I
5: go ahead, ahead, Alan. No, I was going to just say that my defense of it while i agree it may have been a little too quick as far as the the bitter enemies to to best yeah. friends i i i will agree that that may have been a little too quick the the thing that the movie showed me and this is and this is maybe i maybe i i saw it a different way or or something but in that moment that he's getting ready to uh the killing blow on superman uh superman says a name that is a trigger for him Okay, and the trigger is the most important part because when he says that, all those memories come rushing back. Number one, number two is he now realizes he has become the very thing
4: uh-huh.
5: that he's he's getting ready to do the very thing that that made him the mess that he is. And it, it like I, I don't it's uh it's uh, it's not as articulate as I'd like to be with it, but in, in that in that moment, the Martha moment, the the name while that being the common denominator, that's not the most important thing. The thing is, is, is Bruce Wayne realizes in that moment, I just became Joe Chill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I like that idea, except they didn't really show except through his expression. And I didn't get that from his expression throughout this movie, they shown visions from Batman. Why not somehow flash back to that and just well they
2: but,
3: did yeah, they did. yeah it they 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 flash back. He, he uh, gets the flashback. I guess my problem is, and again, I't remember they did flashback. I guess my issue then is and then if but again, of course, my solution is we, we, we then wouldn't have Batman fighting Superman, which is what people paid 17 dollars mm-hmm. to go see yeah, is that be, before that moment, I mean, serious, like that him having the revelation that he has become Joe Chill, those conversations Alfred's having with him multiple times right you shouldn't do this you're gonna die like this is a bad thing we shouldn't do these things why are you brand like 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 alfred is doing he alfred is his conscience in the whole movie he's also one of my favorite parts of the movie because he's a smart <laughs> ass and i love it um so so he's having these things so i guess it was my- hard
1: it was hard not seeing uh, what's his name is as, as alfred though i will give i will say that oh, michael cain Michael Kent, Michael Kent, right? Hey, yeah, my,
0: yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a, uh, I had a question about the L thing. So, Alan, I, I, see your point. Um, and I didn't think about it that way. But the problem that I have with him coming to realization that he's about to turn into that kind of person, the Joe Till character, or the idea of someone who would kill like that, is. I guess have we have we established in this universe that Batman kills people? Well, they, or,
3: they did yeah. in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Here's the thing.
0: If he... Okay, the the, the the problem that I have, and I can't separate the comic from this because we've had so many versions of Batman and unfortunately a lot of bad ones, um, but the no killing rule, that is... I know, and it's kind of... I mean, it's a... It's quote-unquote an established thing. We all know about Batman. Not quite so. There are variations and versions that... Well, he will... Um with a no gun thing and a killing thing. I know he doesn't try to kill, but people die anyway. I mean, if you throw someone in a building, it blows up and it falls and you are dead. But if he's if he sorry, if he kills, then what does it matter killing this thing, this guy, this monster that killed other people that's, through his that's actions.
5: What the, that's why the Martha trigger is is more important than some random bad right. guy and and the Martha trigger also brings into the fact it it's almost like he sees once once she says you know hey that's his mother's name his mother's name it humanizes the character in his eyes
3: but um, he he knew that going into that he's dragging him in that really cool scene he's dragging him. he's like i bet your parents told you to be a good boy and derp the derp you know like he's he's humanizing himself he's the one turning him into a, a, a human right well, he, thought, he's thought, doing he's doing yeah. that himself and he's still and i'm with corny now personally now again Alan and Corny and, and, and Andrew, you guys know about the whole Batman's one rule, he doesn't kill. Well, I have personally no problem with him killing all those henchmen. The only part that I actually kind of cringed was when he hit that, that Dodge Challenger or Charger, right? And then he hooked it and then used that thing as a wrecking ball. There are still people in that car. They are beyond dead. Like they are, they are, they are meatloaf at that point. Right. That's and then one of those cool visual scenes. That's oh, what that they wanted to do. That's right. a Hollywood thing. Oh, yeah. right. And it was a cool scene and I loved it, but damn, oh, yes. like if you actually imagine there are people in that car, like that part was rough. So, and I, I personally don't have a problem with it. Cause that was something I put on Facebook a while ago. It's like, why aren't we okay with iron man killing people? And, Captain America, now he was a soldier, and we're f- perfectly fine with him killing people, but but why? But ba- 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 Batman can't. Now, on the flip of that is, but we also don't want Spider-Man killing people because Spider-Man's a child. You know, he's an 18-year-old kid, even though in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they intentionally and actively try to kill a bad guy, which is one of the reasons why I don't like that movie. But anyway, my point is, I don't have a problem with him killing people. I know some people do. I don't, personally.
1: I, but, but this again, viewing changed my mind. The first viewing, I, if if we would have done this, and I wouldn't have seen that the extended version. For some reason, it bothered me a lot. This viewing, I don't know what it was, but I it wasn't bothering.
3: Yeah. I don't it, know
1: if it's desensit- desensitizing me.
3: Yeah.
1: Or what? But this time, I was like, most of the killing, it seems, is done in the visions, and then um, the car chase. And the, the car chase, and then the uh, the the warehouse. Yeah. The rescue. Yeah. And the rescue, he kind of had to. I mean, yeah. there, was, you know, there was no other way around it.
3: Yeah, he did barbecue <laughs> that guy, who, by the way, was a bad guy in Captain America 2, which is kind of funny. Can, yeah.
4: um,
2: um, can we go back to the Martha thing real quick? Please. I have, yeah. yeah. I, you know, this didn't bother me at all because, I mean, it did in a certain... I, mean, I think it was too fast. Uh, but I have a fix for that, and I don't know why they didn't do it. But to me... His parents dying, that that's the reason he is Batman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Alan said, that Martha trigger, you know, he, in the visions that we saw, he was looking at his mother's tomb. Um, you know, he he's had two visions of the her, his mother dying and the father saying Martha. Of course, we all know Martha's been said a thousand times. No. Um, but so I really think that what Alan's saying is really important. As to why this works, but I honestly think had they had they said this instead of what happened, had they just said, "All right, I'm going to stop trying to kill you right now," but we're not done. This is you know we still have some beef to grill up, and after we take care of whatever, um, but and I think that would have made it made the transition a little bit Agreed. easier for like, yeah you know. easier for people to to digest.
1: Yeah, it just it's too much of a one eighty. Just now, you know, it's like they're going out for beers afterwards or something. Right. Well,
0: actually, I'll, I'll I'll throw this in. Oddly enough, I'm actually okay with Batman doing a one eighty because once something is justified for him, he's okay with it immediately. I, I, I think, mean, well, that is true, yeah.
3: yeah, and I think us as humans are that way too, right? If if I think one of you has done a horrible thing, and I hate you forever until I find out, oh no, you haven't done that horrible thing. It was in fact. The one-armed man, then we're cool, right?
1: But so, but Batman still—I mean, uh, Superman still did the horrible thing of killing all, you know, of, of all the collateral damage from his first fight. You're you're right, and so here's so this goes back to
3: this is one again. <laughs> I took a lot of notes on this movie, which kind of goes to my rule about taking a lot of notes. But one of my notes was that so so Superman leaves. All uh, right, let's let's just go ahead and throw this out there. And I think actual as close as we can get to reality in this. I think if when Lex Luthor says you have an hour to go find him, Superman would have been like, you're giving me an hour. Fine. And then it would have been, he would have found his mom and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. But so let's just pretend that he does what he does. So when he goes to Batman, he goes to Batman with the intention of, Hey, I need your help. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. the intention. And he let a few bullets, piss him off and, and, and get him into a fist fight. And that's more of my issue than the Martha bit is that, this Superman is quick to anger and is moody and grumpy, and I don't like it. And that's this a scary, is a,
1: scary and Superman. And this is a
0: new 52, this is the new 52 time of Superman. And this all, is the, the current,
2: well, he's, he's dead now. You do have to, sorry, you do have to kind of ask yourself, though, how long has this Superman been Superman? Yeah,
5: you that's know, what's great. He's only been Superman for about 18 months, according to the movie.
3: Right. But yeah. but he's been super human his entire life. I mean, we saw it in the first movie when a guy got handsy with a waitress and poured beer on him, he turned around and destroyed his truck in an unexplicable manner. That's that's a moody child. That's a and, tantrum.
1: And to me that gives credit to Batman's idea of, you know, we cannot have this godlike creature who acts like this around. Right. And that's scary to me because Superman is the Boy Scout. You know, he's the does no wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, that's okay. And this and this brings me to this idea. So, okay, we've got a Batman that kills. We've got a Superman that kills. Obviously, this is not the universe that I'm used to. I can learn to accept that. If we're gonna do this, though, <laughs> 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 I have to have things that make sense to me, and which is why. Okay, so. I I can accept that these are different people and different times and I can accept a temper tantrum Superman because I just read some comics that had a Superman who would get pissed at things like that. Uh, I've seen an old Batman who would break the arms and maybe kill people, but don't take those two damn stories and then throw in quote unquote Superman's greatest adversary immediately I think they could have used any other method of attack than using freaking Doomsday in the first movie. And that's I agree. probably And that's, that's probably my biggest complaint about this movie.
5: Yeah, that's my number one. I said, when I when I did my intro, I said I got three. I think it's three main flaws. And this movie's too full. They tried to do too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I agree. That and that's that whole problem with that third act. It's yeah. just it's silly and dumb, and they're, yeah.
0: they're doing too much. You're right. They did it is two major story, at least two major storylines at once. And, um, and the thing, the thing
5: on, on that side of it is there, there is somewhat, I won't, I won't say the word panic cause I really don't know. They're trying to catch Marvel kind of thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: And, and I feel like, I feel like this was done. Uh, the number two thing I think that would have helped this movie a lot is a change of the title.
2: Oh, I agree. Um, I, yeah. I, wholeheartedly
5: had they called it the Dark Knight Returns without so the in. mention of Justice League and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. There, there's no expectation of anything mammoth.
1: Right. right. Well not to mention that whole cameo of the Justice League guys on the computer is so misplaced and so uh, just dumb. It, yeah, it don't just, give
0: me don't give me symbols for these people. You don't know who they are. Don't that, give me a symbol That for was it.
1: The, the seriously
3: all right. Again like uh, everyone but Alan has met my wife. So <laughs> Sarah looks at me and goes, "Who created those symbols? Do they have like a marketing guy at LexCorp create these symbols?" <laughs> she she literally asked that question, and I was like, "That's brilliant!" And I wrote it down, and because <laughs> like that? seriously, like yeah. some 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 marketing intern was like, "Hey, I'm going to do a minimalistic art for Wonder Woman. Why do you call her Wonder Woman? Because she's wonderful. Like, who knows? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, like don't, the, the, hold on, I know. Oh, go ahead.
5: Uh, on just a second, because the only one that didn't make sense to me was the the cyborg because the in the video of Flash, there's lightning everywhere. So, you know, while while I agree that the symbols are too much like the symbols they're gonna use, um, the 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 flash is there's a lot of lightning in that one, so it makes sense that it could be marked that way. In the Wonder Woman nineteen the World War was it World War One? Yeah. Photo, mm-hmm. she's yeah. wearing her armor with the double W on it. And Aquaman is wearing his Atlantean
3: But it's just a spear. It was just a
5: But he, but he has the Atlantean A on his, if it's not his chest, it's his belt, in the, in the, in the thing. So, while I agree that the, the, the um, having the emblems is, is ridiculous, I, I will say that wholeheartedly. I do see, I do see kind of, I don't like that they use the exact same ones they're going to use going forward. Um,
3: the, The emblems, the problem with the emblems is they were designed for the audience who are fanboys. For them yeah, to yeah. go, for them that's, to have a little nerdgasm in their seats and go, oh look, it's gonna be the and the and, and the, oh and like it's that was for the, them, right? Y- you could have had those files if you're still gonna have Lex. Which, by the way, that's a trope. Lex, Lex Luther is like omniscient. He knew everything about everyone. Yes, yeah.
1: Um, I'm okay with that.
0: I'm actually okay with that. Um, yeah, I'm too.
3: And and that's fine. It's just a trope. But so he knows everything about everyone. And um and would it be kind of fair to say that Lex is kind of like the kingpin of DC. Is that fair?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, I, would, I would say, yeah.
3: Okay, I was okay. Just, just making all a right. comparison because Sarah asked that question too. I just want to make a comparison that I can relate to. Um, and again, not that I expect Jesse Eisenberg to act like Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil.
1: Um, <laughs> That's right, Molly. Her rump. Molly, right. she'll defend her Vincent um, all day long. Yeah,
3: he was actually really great as, as that. And so my brain kind of wanted that a little bit instead of stuttering Stanley that we got. But hmm. anyways, can we go here for a second? Well, hold on. Yeah. So my point was that if you're going to show us the files with the, the, the metahuman thesis, right, that they talked about, which may or may not come back up in a clip, is that don't show us the logos. That's my point. It was really, it was, that's when a director talks down to us as the audience. Yeah. Is ah. they're not smart enough to, you know, Preach. like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you just have a folder labeled, you know, even if it says Wonder Woman, or maybe not Wonder Woman—that—that that goes against my point. Maybe Superhuman Woman, or whatever. Just a file name. Just give us a file name. Right. Yeah. File one. File file picture. Eight, 1918 starring Captain Kirk. You know, and then there it is. Or, uh, or do
0: something like DC, and then the year, like DC nineteen sixty four. Yeah. Then, then you the can year.
3: do a fan service to the comic in which the character was introduced. I'm yeah. more okay with that, yeah, because it, then it just looks like a root file they they did
5: that with cyborg in particular mm-hmm. um, the yeah
3: the, r- the the thing right the, the 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 whatever you're stealing my trivia Alan <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
5: r- real quick on that just th- just think about my f- if they had not named this movie Dawn of Justice and then had let's say they get rid of the logos. And and for some, let's say they can again. This is going back how I probably would have done it if I was a filmmaker. If they if they call it the Dark Knight Returns and, and nobody is expecting anything Justice League, and then they open up this file from Lex with these with these videos,
0: this they, is a moment. That's a great a moment. moment. Yeah, you're right
3: Actually, uh-huh. now. I, I sorry. I'm I'm with you. Actually, almost 100 percent, like 95 percent. I say you can't call it the Dark Knight Returns. Because people are going to get it confused with The Dark Knight Rises.
5: Absolutely. And they're going to
3: think, oh, this is a sequel to those. Because Sarah, again, and I'm with her, I was confused a couple times too. And I think, Corny, didn't I text you and say, is this a continuation of the, of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies? And you said it's not. Because, because the Palisades, right, his, his mansion is burnt, which happened yeah. in Batman Begins. So why? Why is it burnt? Like why hasn't he moved back in? That was confusing, um, and that Batcave, holy shit! Like, awesome. Like that was the that was almost as good as like Stark Tower, and Stark Tower isn't a secret, you know? Like. Did he kill all of the engineers that built that? Because it was him and Alfred sure as hell didn't build that.
0: Hey, by the way, uh, that is the uh, that's the that's the really dark secret of Batman. Yeah, he hires people and they're all buried in the Batcave because <laughs> once it happened, they're like, "Hey, um, so what did you just build? A command center? Oh, I'm gonna fight crime dressed as a bat. Oh, that's interesting. Get in the hole. Right. <laughs> so, like,
3: that was what made I thought that's what made me really love the. Um, the Batman begins is because it's literally just a cave and he threw up a generator and some lights and he threw him some computers and some saws. And it was just a big cave, right? That it was believable that one dude and maybe old man McCain, not McCain, Michael Cain. Um, though McCain Michael. is uh, yeah, John McCain, came John, in John in McCain that. came in and helped out too. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to fight crime in this city. Uh, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that know. was either, but I'm sure that's what he sounds like. Um, so, that was, so my point is, is that this new Batcave, though looked great, it was a cool set. Um, you know, I guess that's that. When when you have things like that, that that kind of takes me out of the movie. I'm sure there's a movie with an alien and a guy dressed as a bat. I understand that, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can accept that stuff. But so that's what again. So that that was why I asked you, corny. Like, what? I'm confused because we also have a a Robin reference, uh, and a Joker reference. Um, so we're we're obviously, uh, and even Batman says it. he's twenty years into this career.
0: Um, oh, so let me so. let me ask you this question. We're not asked this question, but but um, the Batman that we get with um, Christian Bale is mm-hmm. a young Batman. So, the old Batcave is starting up. This is a twenty year old Batman with a lot of resources. So I, if even if it were continuance, but we're also talking about a very lengthy uh, career of a Batman. So. This guy, uh, yeah. I mean, you spend more money in making your your area better. I R- get that. I, I get. I get it too. But who is he asking to
3: build it? So Again, I mean, i you go are in are the you, hole when they're done. I guess the only other thing is, and this was a, a, a joke. A joke that I made for my own benefit. I guess for the um, in my notes is that remember when we did hostage, the movie hostage, and they had like the, all those. He built that big house, and he had all those security measures, and then they're like ugh, rich people. Like that's yeah. what I was wondering what pe- like Bruce Wayne says I want to build this underground bunker because maybe he tells people that he's a prepper. You know? <laughs> and then panic room. Right, it's just a big underground <laughs> panic, room. A panic
1: room. Well, he's look- Bruce
3: Wayne, why not, right? And then and then and sir sir you want to have a garage that comes from your lake? Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. The door's open up. Why? Doesn't matter why. I need to be able to get into my bunker in case the the, the zombies attack. Okay. So I mean, maybe that's how he gets around it. Uh but I think maybe we're going down a weird rabbit hole. Andrew, you wanted to go somewhere and I kinda cut you off because I wanted to make fun of the um No 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 it's the, fine. The
2: logos. You were you were talking a little bit about Lex Oh Luther, Lex and um and oh, Sam nice. mentioned uh in at the beginning about how he didn't really care for him. And I will yeah. say this. When I first saw this, the, the very first time, and when I saw that Jesse Eisenberg was cast as Lex Luthor, I thought this is going to be the worst decision that they could possibly make. After watching it, you know, several times, um, <laughs> I have really come to appreciate this Lex Luthor because this is, you know, some pe- somebody, well, some people, I guess, have compared him to the Joker uh, in this portrayal, but the Joker is chaos for chaos' sake. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luthor here has a plan and he, in this, in this universe, this, this Lex Luthor is a, to me at least, is believable as a, a, a business owner, number one, because in our day and age, that social media business, uh, which is kind of what, what this yeah. business seems like to me, is what would make somebody a millionaire these days or a billionaire these days. Uh, so I buy him as a as a really wealthy, evil genius because uh, in this portrayal. And at first I thought, like I said, this is going to be awful. And I didn't want to like him. But the more that I watch it and the more that I've seen him do this, I've come to really appreciate it.
5: And I think it's playing on the idea of, of genius ex- eccentricity. Um, yeah. You know, geniuses tend to think differently and are a little eccentric. Um, you know, take that where you may. Um, but I also, I also like the fact that I think some of it is somewhat of a facade to hide the evil. Yeah. Uh, because his plan is, it, when, when you're talking about making sure that guys that get branded by the bat get transferred to Metropolis, so that he's got people in place to kill them in prison, uh, to kind of push the story along. Uh, is that know. what happens? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that never picked that. up on that.
1: It was not in the first draft. The, this is the extended version. Makes more sense. Okay, because I was that.
3: confused because it's like, if he keeps branding people and they keep dying, then why does he keep branding them? That seems like if he's like, well, if he's not cool with killing, then he should stop.
5: I think he he was branding them to say, hey, you were caught by the bat. Um, Lex Luthor was having his connections through. Corny, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the KG Beast, that guy? Uh the yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
5: Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> is that a what? thing? The no, KG yeah, that's Beast? Really a thing. Yeah. It's awesome, by the way. Well,
5: that sounds yeah, like
3: the that sounds like the DC version of the guy who wore the the uh, Words Waldo striped shirt that fought uh, oh, yeah. the Russian the Russian, yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs>
5: but he, um, <laughs> he he specifically has his guy go talk to an inmate and says, be sure that it happens or whatever. That is only in the in the ultimate edition. Um, and then the very next scene is the guy out in the in the general population courtyard getting shivved to death, right. which leads to the scene of his wife or girlfriend or whatever picking up his stuff from the police station. And that's where you get the scene where Clark is like, what do you think needs to happen with the Batman? And she's like, the only thing that guy understands, the only thing that's going to stop that guy is a fight. Fists, you know, laws and, and reports, those things are not going to stop this guy, which is I think plays in a little later to why he's so quick to start punching because words you know while, while I think it was a little quick um he's he's going doing story after story after story where he's finding out this batman is ruthless this batman only knows one thing and that is fight
3: i okay so I'm, i i'm a track with you there to a point i guess my point is that once seriously the first time that batman brands a dude and then he gets killed and Alfred goes, whoa, that guy just died because he had your brand on it. Then Batman would be like, all right, I'm not going to do it anymore because I don't like to kill people. I mean, that's wh- why send them to jail if you're cool with them getting shivved in jail? I, that was a weird thing for me. And I didn't pick up on the fact that um, Lex was doing that. It also took the second viewing for me to realize that Lex was sending all of the Fan mail so to speak to Bruce I, I was like is that the Joker Like, who's doing that I was really confused but now I it's taking time viewing it. it made sense
1: Yeah Lex's whole plan in the Extended version is much easier To follow so uh, Until you get to the point where he is offering Blood sacrifices to the alien Ship Um
3: yeah, is his software better than the Kryptonian software? Does he like he's at like Hardison level hacking ability, right? Like, oh, I mean, you know, uh, Lex
0: Luthor is a genius. Whether it's this, uh, I
3: inter- I understand he's a genius, but okay, Corny, you are the smartest man on the planet. You're not actually, but I'm telling you, you're the smartest man on the planet. But I'm <laughs> gonna put you, all. but I'm gonna put you three hundred years in the past, and I'm gonna give you a laptop. What are you gonna do with that? Nothing. Um, That's, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? What are you gonna hack? That's my point. Is that he's dealing with technology that is so far advanced? What? Do you, what is? What is he doing? Is he? Is he hooking up with a USB?
1: Like how is well, he? it's it's kind of like the evolution of Apple, you know, where it's just one button and, and you're <laughs> in. You know, it's he had the the uh, the fingerprints of Al, Al Chapone. Um, what's his name? Zachary. Zod, Al- we'll just Z- call him Zod. Zod. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Al Chapone. I'm really interested where that came from.
1: And, um,
3: <laughs> you'll never take me alive. See, I'm Al Chapone. See, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but, the, but he Al
3: Capone's it. less successful cousin, yeah,
1: yeah. But because of that, he was able to push the button.
3: I okay, here's my other issue with that. So, like, that floating thing was there behind the door, right? So, obviously, it's power cell lasts forever, right? And as soon as he yeah. walked in the door. Shouldn't he be like, "Hey, you're not a Kryptonian. I'm gonna kill you now, or something." Right?
1: Like, does your phone know when I pick thing. it up? Here's the thing, Kryptonians. Yes, are not it
3: does a- because <laughs> when you use your thumbprint on my phone, it won't let you in.
1: But if I had shaved off your thumbprint, I could get into your phone. Yes, and but my there's right? that
3: violent
0: thing you do. <laughs>
3: yeah, there you go. And once again, Sam goes to violence. But again, my my phone isn't isn't equipped with a defense system. I mean, we saw in the first movie that those things could defend. Yeah. So I, I guess that's what my but, curiosity you, is, is that you
5: open the door with with Kryptonian fingerprints.
3: Right. But literally it's all it is is his fingerprints. So once the door opens, wouldn't the thing like in my mind the thing would go, hey, you're not Zod. Die. Or whatever. You know, I just and then he he outlogics the computer. You know, the according to the the council, this is evil. Where's the council? Well, it's dead. Well then proceed. Okay, boss. What? That doesn't make sense. You can't out-logic a computer's programming. But he was... I mean, Corny tried tonight, and that's why that computer's in a closet, and he's using this
0: one. (laughs) Closet? Yeah. Forget that.
5: (laughs) I (laughs) think that is when when he pushed the key into the console, it said, do you want to assume command? So I would assume that once he says yes, for whatever reason, it doesn't know he's Kryptonian. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. But once he assumes command of the ship, I would assume the ship would have to obey what he says to do.
1: Uh, yeah, once I'm in your phone, I can do whatever I want. What?
0: Um, <laughs> the, 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 okay, again, the phone analogy doesn't work here. Um, okay, let's just say this. Let's just say Sam uh, chops off your finger. Hold on, okay, hold on,
3: yeah. Sam. This is not the platform in which you're going to argue against me. Okay, like save that fight for somewhere else.
1: I'm um, not. No, I. I think I'm in the right here.
3: I, again, it's a bad analogy. My my point is is that it it seems a strange. Way for him, I understand he needs to, do, to, to Create the doomsday For whatever reason, I'm still not His plan yeah, doesn't Does really... anybody
1: know why he creates doomsday?
3: So let me ask this question before we answer that question Because maybe we'll get there So, I have always Operated under the impression that Most villains, most Try to kill the hero I think the Joker is like an exception Try to kill the hero Because the hero prevents them From doing the thing they ultimately want to do is yes. that a fair statement? Anyone? Yeah. I would say that's most, fair. Yes, I, most. Right. Yes. For the most part. The Joker just, again, Joker is chaos chaos, right? All he wants to do is just watch the world burn. But most of the time, I feel like, like Ultron, his purpose is to kill the Avengers so that he can dominate the world. Um, and... All the other bad guys in the world that we of of comic books and other movies and things that we watch. Why does Why does Darth Vader always trying to kill the rebels because they can stop him? But in this case, it seems like Lex is just wants to kill Superman for the sake of killing Superman. It doesn't seem like, you know, like in, like in the first Gene Hackman, he wants to rule the world, but Superman won't let him. So that's why he has to stop him. But in this one, it's just. He's he he's the devil from the sky, so we must kill him.
0: Well, I um, I that, see a couple things a little differently. Um, like Ultron, I, I kind of see that Ultron's he's killing the Avengers because they're part of a group of things killing. In other words, Ultron's uh, directives are to protect, uh, but humans kill, so he has to kill humans. Right, to and, he,
3: and he hates Tony for kind of creating him. I, I understand that. I understand that there's a hate thing there, but but ultimately, no, There's not
0: necessarily hate. I, I think in terms no. of oh, sorry, actually, I'm kind of making a bad example here. Uh, <laughs> essentially, but with uh, Lex Luthor, and and I guess this is something that I felt that they pulled from the comics that Lex Luthor wants to kill Superman, not because Lex Luthor wants to get over the world. He he just thinks that this this kind of superpower needs to be stopped. Because he can't stop it, like they, they, it needs to be put down before something bad happens. Not, I mean, that's that's what so I get. So the same listening.
1: reason Batman wants him dead, pretty much. Can I oh, take no. it a
0: different direction?
1: Sure. Uh,
5: I I think in the context of the film, uh, Lex has a really what I consider to be a really great kind of weird, funny speech at the benefit, where for for up until the appearance of Superman, Lex is the he is the man because he he is like, well, like like we've said he's the genius and he has that nice speech where he's like knowledge is power but that's paradoxical and what he's thinking is i'm no longer the big guy on the block because i, I now see a power that's even greater than mine uh it's a jealousy thing i think oh, i can go with that uh-huh. I, with, this, with
1: just, dyslexia i could see that too
5: because he has that great speech at that benefit where
3: he's like you mean uh you mean the uh, this
4: and why would we
3: want to weaponize yourself nope, as a deterrent? I know I captured it. Oh, here it is.
4: Hold on.
6: Books are knowledge, and knowledge is power. And I am. <laughs> no. I, um, no, what am I? I? What was I saying? No. The bittersweet pain among men is having knowledge with no power, because, because that is paradoxical. And. Um, <laughs>
3: Thank you for coming. No, I also think that's uh, that's kind of terrible, personally, but that's just me. But that's that's your point, though, Alan. Is that
5: he can't he can't even get through his point because it's tearing him up inside that he's that he is the most he is the genius, the the top dog in Metropolis. Except now he's not because there's a power greater than his and his knowledge.
2: Right, he has the knowledge, but not the power, so to speak.
5: Yeah, and and I think that's why that speech works. So a lot of people hated that because it was you know choppy and and kind of goofy. Uh, but I, I think that's he. He literally says he, he says something like I don't know if the exact. He's like knowledge is power, and I. And I thought it sounds like he's going to say and I have the knowledge. You know, it sounds like that's where he was
3: going to go. I, I actually thought he was going to pick up a big sword and say I have the power personally. But. <laughs> I <laughs> have the power. Yeah, I, 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 I have that clip if anybody wants to hear it. But I do um, actually. <laughs> Damn it, Molly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so does Molly. Yeah, she. Does. Yeah. she's excited to see you guys.
3: Uh, Well, she can't see us. Well,
0: can't
4: she? I can see you. Oh, well, that's
1: you.
0: you can't see me, John Cena. Oh, I don't know what's happened.
2: That's that's (laughs) not the He Man soundtrack. I
3: don't even know what that is. Why do I? That was actually the
0: uh, theme music for the fight scene between Superman and Batman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is that from? That's Mario Brothers, dude. I know, but why do
3: I have it? Like, why is that in my my main playlist?
2: <laughs> is that your ringtone?
3: No, it's just in my. <laughs> Maybe you got it ready for when you did the Super Mario Brothers movie. I guess, but I'm not. I'm still not sure why I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm, I was looking for my. Uh, I have the power. Apparently, I don't have that ready. Oh, uh, you
1: I'm don't sure. have the power. Uh, well, here, here we
3: go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Was to oh, remain oh, sealed. Stop. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, this uh, thing just gets a mind of its own, seriously.
0: Um anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, the best part about that was that I was imagining uh Batman holding that spear or he's going, hi, hi, that would have been great, actually. That would have been that would have been better. Um <laughs> Alright, so
3: so we're now into the show and we've we've kind of talked about a lot of I guess some of the things that we didn't like. Um I again okay, so I want to go back to this. <laughs> Sorry. So so the casting of Jesse Eisenberg is Lex. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that they were looking to cast somebody, right? And we're they're I guess they're going this, you know, with Alan and I think Alan's idea that that that, that this Lex this version of Lex Luthor is gonna be so smart and anti not anti social. He's almost Asperger's because he doesn't really pick up on social cues and he's a little awkward and um so we're going to go that direction. So let's pick someone that fits that. Let's You're get right. the guy from the social network because he, you know, he, Mark Zuckerberg actually is kind of Asperger's. And I think that they were trying to, to capture lightning in a bottle like they did with Heath Ledger and the Joker.
1: Yeah. Yep. And especially going younger on Lex Luthor.
3: Right. So with that having been said, I didn't personally like it. Now, again, my only other options to or things to compare it to are, the Kevin Spacey one, which was awful. And then Gene Hackman, which was actually... He was pretty good in that role in that that first movie. The first
0: one, not the second one, but the first one. Yeah.
3: Um,
5: actually, Michael Rosenbaum in Smallville. Perfect.
0: Never watched that. Not. Oh, you you, sh- you totally should have. But only for like a couple seasons after I, that. Yeah, it was and really and awful. The
3: you told the reason why I never did was because um, Billy told me not to. Um, uh, oh. Our good friend... Oh, Billy. Billy our good friend Billy, Billy who... Um, I, I, cause I, I, mentioned it one day cause Billy is a huge Superman fan. He's got, he's read all the comic books and he's, he's a big fan. Right. And I always like to give him grief about it. You know, saying really the earth's greatest hero is an alien. Get out of here. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, so I give him grief all the time. But my point is, is that I was like, Hey, do you watch Smallville? And he was like, hell no. Because Lex Luthor didn't go to high school as Superman. That's really dumb. So anyway, I'm kind of throwing Billy under the bus there to the podcasting community, but send your hate mail to him.
5: So <laughs> and he didn't go to
3: high school with him in
5: Smallville either. But
3: <laughs> well, I, again, I never watched it. That's the way it looked because they were around each other a lot. Yeah, it, they it were seems strange. Each but, but it Alex was older. Yeah. But that's what DC does really well. They create these shows where they change the timeline and then they don't. They're not cohesive with anything else. Which it comes to my ultimate beef with this movie is that I love Arrow. Arrow was a great show. Is Steve Amell going to be in this version? Nope. No. Is not at all. Is Grant Gushin, Gus, Gustin, whatever his name is, the Flash, is he in this? Nope. All those shows don't matter. The new Gotham makes TV me show? That The new Gotham TV show? Is that even part of this timeline? Nope. Doesn't matter. So we're having all these other properties that don't matter. And so that's what's frustrating. It's like, figure out what the hell you're going to do with yourself, DC. Like, Marvel, Marvel has Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just got um, freaking um, um, balls. What's his name? Nicolas Cage. Come on, help me out here. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. He's yeah. going to be in that. That's going to be cool and weird and crazy. And they, they affect each other. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Captain America 2 comes around. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s changed. Now Colson's in charge. Spoiler. So um, that's my, one of my big issues with DC is because they haven't. They don't, they don't have a central body. They're like the UFC. They don't have anyone like in charge of anything. They do now. Well, the UFC does now, but no, they just because they just no. sold it for like four billion dollars, which is kind of cool.
5: DC just turned the reins over. They have their Kevin Feige mm-hmm. is now Jeff Johns, and Jeff Johns is, is the like he is the head writer for DC Comics.
0: Yeah, and he, he writes a lot of good stuff. So mm-hmm. so
3: so does that mean that so Supergirl, which is now on the CW and is actually crossed over with the Arrow and the Flash. And the new that, uh, heroes of Tomorrowland, or whatever the hell that's called, with the old Superman as the, what's his name? The Adam Man, Adam, Mr. Adam. He Ray can, Palmer. Or, Brandon I, Roth. Or yeah, Brandon Roth is his real name, but he basically is Iron Man, but he can be. Ray, make Ray him Palmer, s- the Adam. The, the, Adam, Adam yeah. the Adam, that's what it is. So, so, are you telling me that all of those properties are now managed by, dude, what you just said, and it's going to matter to the the movie universe? Well, no they, they've
5: said from the beginning that the TV and movie universe would be separate, but they still they still could do like a crisis on Infinite Earth's type storyline.
0: and that would be awesome.
5: where mm-hmm. you have multiple Grant Gustin or multiple Barry Allens and multiple supergirls and multiple Supermans that collide multiple Batman um, you know they, it's there's like Earth One and Earth 23 and they're all parallel universes and the flash then can create the, the travel between them and solve problems. They can solve problems together. They could still do that. I doubt they will because they've said, they've said from the beginning that their TV universe and their film universe would be separate, but they still could do like a Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline and combine them all.
2: They yeah. could have. And I'm actually okay with, with it being completely separate. Um, you know, people, and, and rightly so, people compare this to Marvel. And they say DC's a little bit behind on, and they're trying to play catch up and whatever. Honestly, I mean, if, if I'm a DC exec or at Warner Brothers, I don't, I don't really give a shit. I think that, (laughs) I think I'm going to do what I want to do. And yeah, we're, we're, we know that we're behind, but we're going to take our time and we're going to do our own thing. And is it going to be cohesive and flow the way that everybody wants it to? No, screw everybody. We're going to do it our own way and we're going to, make it fall in line later on because pe- I really believe that this movie is setting up some really, really cool things. Um, for example, uh, Alfred hints to it, um, when he's talking about, uh, you know, this turns good men cruel. Is he talking about Bruce? Or is he talking about the new Joker that could have possibly been Robin? Is he talking, oh, yeah. uh, 20, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne says 20 years in Gotham and we've seen what promises are worth, how many good guys are left. Uh, and, and then he says, how many stayed that way? Is, is he talking about Robin, the, the, the past Robin, who's now the Joker, possibly? You In know, I feel, like they're, yeah, I feel like they're setting up a lot of cool stuff that people may not be able to see coming. But when they look back on this, this is going to be the pilot for all these really cool movies. This is our pilot episode Imagine. what's what's to come.
5: Yeah, imagine if one of those uh, solo Batman films with Ben Affleck is the death in the family storyline, uh, yeah. where you see the Joker kill Robin, and that's the suit that is referenced in this movie uh, with the Joker riding on it. Um, you know, it, it would be more like retrospect. You, you'd have to see it that way. Uh, but I, all- I, think, I agree with you. I think it sets up a lot. And let's not forget when Marvel started booming uh, around Iron Man that, that time. Warner Brothers was right in the middle of not only uh, the Dark Knight stuff, but they were also right in the middle of Harry Potter. So they weren't worried. They had their cash cows coming in at that time, and yeah. maybe they lacked some foresight. But they were they were raking in money hand over fist with their Dark Knight trilogy and Harry Potter at that time. Um, so yeah, they're trying to catch up a little bit. But I you know I feel like this movie laid laid a lot of strong foundation stones. Again, like I said, still got problems. I don't. I don't deny those. But the the foundation, I think, is 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 really built
0: well. So, I'm glad you. I'm glad you both said that because, Sean, you had mentioned. Uh, I think you texted me and asked about uh, the flash and lightning and so on. You know, does it, Didn't you? Didn't you do that? Yeah, because I didn't. Because when I
3: again, when I watched this the first time, when you see that that footage of him in the convenience store where he zaps over and there's all this lightning i'm like i didn't know that was a thing because every time i had seen the flash uh it was a couple of episodes of the original flash with john wesley ship who i've met and <laughs> um a couple of silly references that they do in big bang theory in which case there's never lightning it's always flames on the ground so I didn't really get that why there was lightning, and I was confused as hell as why that dude was coming back in time, and I had no idea that that was the Flash. I didn't. Know I that. still
1: couldn't figure out what he said. Uh, yeah, what I did he say? I don't. Know. He he screamed Lois something lane, about
0: lowest lane is the key, and then shit. So, I, or I'll come back to earlier, too later, whatever. Says, he
5: says, "Am I too soon? I'm too soon." Meaning he, meaning Bruce is not to the point in in this timeline. Where Lois Lane is in trouble enough that would that if she were to die, Superman would turn into the Injustice Superman, which was what all that dream sequence was. Was the Injustice storyline? mm mm-hmm. I, I picked up on that
3: too. So I was but say, but Sam and I are over here raising our hands, going, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah, because we yeah, don't it. know that stuff. Like, why so are there this, bugs flying around? I'm that's, really that's, confused. That's
5: uh, this is this is set up, and you'll see it in. It's it's a retrospective thing uh, because. Dark Dark Side is coming. Uh, he, he'll probably be villain in Justice League Two or whatever. Um, and in in that timeline, because Lois, help me out, Corny, make sure I'm correct here. Because Lois dies, Superman becomes a dictator.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he decides that, um, that no one else is going to die. He is just going to police everything.
3: That seems like a good idea.
5: And then the, the the Justice League and other other heroes from that time pull pull heroes from this time to come help them fight. It, that's part of that. That's it's it's all of that time travel stuff that you kind of get into. It's it's a little weird. I know you talk about time travel on the show a lot, um, but that Flash from that timeline is actually coming back to try to recruit. In, in my opinion, Batman from this timeline to come help them. If you play the if you play the Injustice uh, video game, it it helps. Because uh, yeah, I but
1: see, and, and that's you know when you yeah. have to think of it as a standalone movie, and and to confuse people who don't play the game or don't read the comics, well, is it, it does an injustice to to the movie <laughs> process yeah, <laughs> nicely done. Yeah,
3: I I, I see what you're <laughs>
2: saying. I don't, I don't saying, have a ding for
3: that, but I, I wish
2: I did. <laughs> I see what I see what you're saying here, but I also feel like that. You know, we talk about a whole lot, Director Spoon feeding us, and there's some of that going on in this movie. But I feel like this movie is also one of those that is very, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to be patient and see what happens uh, in the following films. And I like that. I, it leaves me in suspense as to what's going to happen. It does I, give you, oh, uh, go ahead.
3: I, I, I guess, okay. And so, and and this might be my, my Marvel DC bias, which Andrew, (laughs) to your point a minute ago, when you said, if I'm an executive DC, I'm going to do my own thing. That's the problem is they're not, is that they are in fact trying to play catch up. We must pump these movies out. We are losing the battle against Marvel and we've got to do whatever we can to make our movies as good as them. And, and, and that's what's happening. So to, so to your point, I, I wish it were that way. I think it's not. Um, because I mean, heck, they were going to put this movie on the same weekend as Cap three and, huh. and, and Marvel's like, we've got this weekend, we've had this weekend since 2008. And then, and then eventually DC said, okay, fine, we'll, we'll move it to March. But, um, um, and anyway, my point, where was my point? My point was that crap. Now, I feel like I'm Jesse Eisenberg right now. Um, <laughs> Is that my Marvel DC bias? That's where I was going. Is that, okay, here it Story. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I understand directors. I, I we, we've talked about in this podcast, uh, 125 different times that we hate it. When, when the directors spoon feed us, when the directors treat us like we're idiots and we hate that. Right. So I'm cool with directors having a little nuance or, or doing things like that. And I think that again, with Marvel, they do that. Well, by giving you the little tidbit like oh look there's captain's shield inside tony's you know office and 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 it, you don't have to read the comic books to know that that's captain america's shield um, so it's a little bit more obvious in their subtlety whereas in this you have to know shit for things to make sense and <laughs> but that's <I'm> saying- <laughs> and that's what again again that was an argument that Sam made with the Trek movies right when we with these new Trek movies is that you, Sam. You, you, you were arguing. I think you were that. Like, I don't understand this. Do I? Do I have needed to watch the original movies? And I think that's what J. J. did well at. Is like, no, you don't have yeah. to watch the original. But if you did, then you're like, hey, that's neat. That's cool. Hey, that's funny. But otherwise, it's a good standalone
0: movie. I so
1: just, I just want to interject that I don't argue.
0: Never, no. except this I, moment I, right now. By, by interjecting and arguing, yeah, you don't argue, I've, except for this I, moment I, right I, now. <laughs> Except,
1: you know, you guys you guys are generally wrong, and as long as, as you accept that, then it's not our argument There
3: you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had to have at least one moment where Sam said something really stupid, besides the, besides <laughs> the Frank Azara <laughs> moment. Um,
5: and I, and I, would, I would suggest also that because they are behind, if they if they don't try to do it a different way, whether, whether like you said, they're I think they're trying to do it with more retrospective. Things that they're laying down will pay off later retrospectively
3: but if they copy marvel too much they'll catch crap for that you're mm-hmm. right no you're yeah, right They're
1: in a hard spot they're yeah. in a tight spot
3: they damn they're in a tight spot um no you're right there alan and i i think you to everyone's point i guess who knows uh that that they should do their own thing at their own pace in their own way because dc is very different it's a different tone it's a different feel and you got so many ops um, um and not me but like overpowered people
1: overpowered yeah
3: um but so, and that doesn't, that doesn't track with me personally. I would rather watch Marvel than DC. And that's just a me thing that that has nothing to do with the fact that, I mean, again, the Batman trilogy, well, the first two movies are really great. So, um, okay. So it, <laughs> I'm going to end this moment here and we're going to change gears for just a second because we're getting kind of long in the show as I knew we would, because I wanted to have a lot of really cool discussion. I want to talk about a couple of things that I really liked about the movie. And then maybe we can just kind of have a little kumbaya moment of some of the really great things. The soundtrack of this movie is amazing. Yes. Now, of course, it's Hans Zimmer, and he does everything he touches turns to gold. I love the fact... I love
2: this
1: theme for Wonder Woman. I love it.
3: Everyone had their own theme. I don't know if you noticed that. But even Mm -hmm. in the little... You know, um, video files, he played just a hint of what will v- eventually be their theme. Now, mm-hmm. if he doesn't write the sound for those movies, he just pissed off a whole bunch of composers. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like now somewhere like Alan Silvestri's going, shit, now I got to use that theme for Aquaman. Damn it. So.
1: Which is generally. <laughs> he did
5: come out and say he's done with superhero movies. Who? Alan Silvestri? No, Hans Zimmer.
3: Oh, he has said that?
5: He did say that after, after this one, yes. I think he, pretty sure I read somewhere he, he said he's done with superhero movies.
3: Well, I oh, mean, that's a shame for him because what he does is great. And part of the reason why I captured the intro clip was because that, that theme, that they, the new Superman theme, I love. Just a yeah. subtle building and building, and it has a, my big thing in movies is joy. It has a hopeful, joyous sound. And when that thing gets cranked up, you are ready for Superman to be the hero. And unfortunately, for some reason, he's kind of grumpy and moody in this. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to... Maybe he is Batman. What's the quote that we got from from, um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam? Never seen a man in more dire need of a blowjob. Um, (laughs) So... So so the score was amazing. I loved it. I really really loved it. Um, it it might be one that I eventually add to my collection. Obviously the the cinematography we've all said was good. There were some shaky cam moments that I was like a little barfy on, but for the most part was pretty good. Um,
1: <laughs> I love that description. That's yeah.
3: Great. Um, the uh, the look it, 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 was, would, it was it was a little dark, but like the night scenes were kind of hard to watch, and I wasn't and I was watching them on my really pretty 40 inch LG LED TV. Uh, and there was a couple times where I actually had to stop and kind of raise the brightness a little bit to kind of see what was going on. Uh, the, the cool toys, the tech was really cool. I liked all that stuff. So again, please don't, you know, if you're listening, don't assume that I hated this movie. I don't think any of us hated all of it. I did for about two or three days. Yeah. You're right. Corny. Um, (laughs) um, um, and I did promise this in my, in the group me last night. So I'm going to go ahead and, and make do, um, you guys mentioned probably, there's probably about an, about 45 minutes ago. You guys mentioned Lex Luthor's plan. You probably said that phrase about 15, 15 times. Yeah. Not a great plan. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it seemed kind of dependent on a lot of things to happen i guess i'm back into the parts i didn't like but but he knows everything so he he is omniscient but did he actually pee into a jar and then sneak it into the capitol building that's probably the most far-fetched thing of anything
4: yeah
3: um and he put a bomb in a wheelchair like you you can't get a 90 year old in a wheelchair onto a tsa past tsa security without her getting
1: but it was lined in lead.
3: But they still have bomb-sniffing dogs and things like that. Like just the
1: Maybe Capitol it was, building. It was yeah. with sausages. They, st-
2: <laughs> <laughs> they stopped me at the Capitol building for having a pack of uh, uh, cheese crackers. So right. Wow. Yeah.
3: So, okay, hold on. Explain this to me, then, Alan and Andrew, since you are the defenders of justice. Um, why? That's really. On you like that? Why on God's green earth? Did they think Superman shot and then burned those people in the desert?
2: They didn't. I,
1: I don't think they thought he shot them. They, he just burned them with his eyes.
2: Well, no, they didn't think that either. They, in, the, in the scene oh. where the, the lady from Africa is telling what happened, she said the government came in and she's saying that they did this. But the, not, not no, Superman. But, but they, Helen they, they
3: Hunt stands up and preaches about Superman doesn't whatever, and then the uh, African but lady she, says he doesn't answer to
2: God. She says that it's all because of him that this happens, though. Like the the government's angry because of him coming and whatever.
5: Yeah, this is um, this is, this is this is the hashtag Central Africa portion of the of the movie. Um, the uh, the idea here was obviously to burn them and, and the other thing is you have to remember that this was this was a group of people that the US government just targeted with a drone as well. So it is a little convoluted in that they're not gonna I'll try to think how to put this, they're not gonna take the time, I think, to uh, to autopsy or whatever the whatever the term is. They're just gonna see a, a pile of burning bodies and assume that it was the the heat vision was the idea there. Because he was trying to intervene, act unilaterally—whatever the word is she Um, uses—he was he he was intervening without their permission, and they were already going to take care of it. That's why he—I think that's why he's on Capitol Hill, uh, so to speak.
3: Every every vibe in that movie is that they blame him for the death of those death of the civilians and the soldiers. Now we later found out in the extended version that she lied on Capitol Hill about that because Lex threatened her and that no one, none of the civilians died. Only the soldiers died.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But again, my, my problem is, and, and maybe this is indicative of, of America where we're just like, Oh, somebody told us this one person and we're not going to verify what they say, but this one poor woman told us a sad story. So we must condemn Superman. Wait a minute. Ken, why don't you send like one CIA agent out there, send Ryan Reynolds or somebody out there to do some investigating. It seemed really short sighted of the American people.
5: Well, didn't they have the, the, the group of like special ops guys on the horses that came in. Right. And And they
3: watched Superman stop the missile and blow up the drone. So they're all going to be like, he didn't do any of that stuff. Like, they all watched via the satellite some dude shoot their guy Jimmy Olsen, which, by the way, Jimmy Olsen's yeah. a CIA agent. What was that about? <laughs> I, I thought they replaced Jimmy with Jenny, which is why you have Jenny in the thing. I mean, I guess that's just a nod, just to say, "Hey, I'm Jimmy Olsen," but then they shoot him in the head, which was kind of yeah. Whatever. It was.
5: It was. It was written as shock factor, according to Zack
3: Snyder. Well, that's a that's a trope, but anyway, and then a good one, but. But my point is, is that the whole starting of that motivation seems strange. It didn't make any sense. Why would they assume that, that was Superman? Why is Lois Lane a reporter, the only one doing her job on the planet? Apparently. Let me ask you this way: if if the, if they
5: saw him destroy the missile and the the drone, mm-hmm. okay, then what else would be there for there to be a bunch of burned bodies?
3: The the the, the freaking our special forces guys ran in and they would have. Again, if someone would have actually investigated, they would have seen all those other untraceable bullets all around the ground and all that stuff. Even if you have burned bodies, the fire that they use would not have been hot enough to burn the metal inside of them. You would have been able to tell they were shot with bullets. So we're, we're, we're having to take a leap of faith that people are stupid in this world. They're so bad at their jobs that we're just willing to blanket... Superman is a villain. Um, again sorry, get going back into things that really bother me about the movie, but
2: well, and I, I don't I don't disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I, I think that a lot of where they're coming from isn't from Nairobi. I think it's coming from the collateral damage from, you know, the first battle. And they they're seeing all the things that have happened because of Superman that they think well maybe that wouldn't have happened had he not been here or had he been sanctioned you know you know to do what they want him to do
3: could could you imagine a, in in this world if superman had quote unquote aligned himself with the United States what kind of world we would live in
0: like scary. a very yeah. peaceful one
3: i you think so i think russia and north korea and china would be trying to kill us repeatedly and trying and to kill him repeatedly (laughs) they'd be shooting nukes at him in space like apparently that's the thing to do which is another freaking trope oh we should just nuke the city of new york what why is that a good idea it didn't work for the avengers it shouldn't have worked for you guys you should know that not a good plan not a good plan also (laughs) i didn't know this but are metropolis and gotham really like across the bay i mean so we're saying that gotham is basically new jersey
0: in yeah. Zack Snyder's universe, yes. I, yeah. uh, actually, I wasn't say uh, San Francisco and Oakland. That's, that's what kind
5: of. That's what they p- patterned it after was San Francisco and Oakland. Uh, Zack Snyder has said that. But that's not a... that what
3: the trivia says. <laughs> that's literally the trivia says that, that it was um, it's supposed to be New York and New Jersey. Well, um, because,
2: and again, who writes uh, the trivia though?
3: Well, again, yeah, somebody wrote on the trivia that their podcast was was sponsored for this show or something like that. So you're right. It could be made up. But my, my again, back to my problem with having this the original... This podcast
1: would never make up anything.
3: No, I would never do that, yeah. But my problem is is that we, again, I have to separate these from the first three movies, the first three Batman movies. But in, in Batman The Dark Knight, they clearly established that it's New York. They show aerial footage of Manhattan. You can see the World Trade Center being built in that movie. So... I just assumed always that 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 Gotham was New York and that Metropolis was like L.A. or something, but then they when they show Metropolis being destroyed by Zod and his World Engine, his dubstep machine, that <laughs> that's clearly New York. That's clearly New York where they're filming. So that's why I got confused again. So because there's there's no buildings that big in Oakland or San Francisco,
0: at all. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think. Alan, I guess if you can correct me, um, it's more the idea of the nature of the two cities, and not necessarily what they look like.
5: Yes, it, it, it's the proximity aspect. Um, there, yeah, because my understanding is in in the DC universe, um, Metropolis has always been New York, and Gotham has always been like Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah, is it, the way I've always understood it. Um, and it's
3: funny you say that, Alan, because I asked another nerd today about it, and they told me that Gotham is always is is um the Steelers or not Steelers that the, the um, Pittsburgh. Third?
1: Well, that's yeah. where they filmed most of uh, Nolan's stuff, right?
3: Uh, most of it's actually filmed in like Canada,
1: but.
5: Yeah, I, anyway. I think the the idea the idea behind them being so close um, is I'm pretty sure I read Zack Snyder said it was a mod mod uh, modeled after san francisco and oakland from a proximity standpoint to put these two big players close enough that this makes more uh, the the spatial part of it makes more sense uh clark can go across the bay as clark quickly and do these you know these interviews on on uh, on his research into the batman and um and you can kind of where now where it doesn't make sense is if they're that close, how come Clark doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is? Right. And that, that bothered me a little bit. Now, yeah, he just sucks at his job. Well, in him? the in
0: the comics, I mean, Metropolis has been wherever it wants to be and as well as Gotham, Central City, Star City. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of end up wherever is closest or best suited for the story.
3: OK. Oh. Um. Anyway, just whatever. I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point. Um. Hi,
0: nitpicky. I'm Cornelius. Mm. <sighs> derp, derp. Um, Quit picking the nip.
3: Uh, Ooh, that sounds painful. Um, all right. So, are Not we ready Thursdays. for are we ready for some clips? Because I, I let's uh, do this. let um, I'm still thinking nuking was really dumb. I don't know why that that <laughs> actually that actually probably was one of the that was like nuking the fridge moment for this movie. Seriously.
1: Like, Again, it was in that third act. That was yeah, just horrible. Just, yeah. Actually, I'm, i I like to point out that the idea
0: that... Uh, oh, but spoiler alert. Um, Superman uh, dies for like twice in this movie. Um, the first time with the nuke. He's just kind of floating there. And then uh, he's like a reverse orange and just gets juice back uh, from the sun. I thought right. that was pretty neat. And it then,
3: was a cool effect. I guess I just I'm just kind of... I don't know why I'm just getting I'm getting leery of government people just lobbing nukes at, at our own cities for no damn reason. Like, oh, he's would taking do he's, that in he's, real life, you know oh, I mean he's taking him to space. Cool, let him take him to Mars or something. Like, <laughs> the thing can't fly, so just drop him off on Mars and let him blow the hell out of that planet. We don't care.
1: Like, let him stew on the moon for a few years. Yeah,
3: like. <sighs> oh no, he would just he would just jump back. Um, well, not from the moon. You're saying 93 million miles, he can jump that far? Jump and float back that way, yeah. <laughs>
0: Assuming he didn't miss and get, you know. <laughs> what? The it's, it's the comic world, they can, they can do that. I understand but, that, um, but like,
3: I, did, what the, or, or, or fling him into the sun. Burn him. Yeah. Like, burn him. They were
5: out of whatever, like, they were high enough that there would be no casualties other than those two.
3: But that's so it just doesn't make any sense. What about
1: it, the fallout? You know it's just it's yeah. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah yeah exactly. There's also a little bit of uh, whatever. Oh, we all glow now. Cool. Metropolis glows in the dark now. That's cool. I don't know. <laughs> um I don't know. Just I, I I I I I don't know. I'm done. I'm just done with it. Uh I just don't like that at all for some reason. I'm really trying to find this in the trivia. I didn't copy it cuz there was only like 8 billion pieces of trivia in this, for this movie. I mean, uh, doesn't matter. I'm gonna play this.
1: Miss Lane.
3: Miss Lane. Jimmy Olsen, photographer, obviously. Where's Huron? Uh, Trouble at the border. So, uh, how'd you land it? This is like Pioneer stuff. Mama Jug's
0: never given an interview.
4: You know what Huron always says, we're on assignment together. Not
3: a goddamn thing. I like Hira. Wow. So Lois Lane's an asshole. Got it. Um,
4: <laughs> She's,
3: also <a> <laughs> She's also really cute, and I love her. Um, number 2 You're getting slow. Oh, wait. So Jeremy Irons, I mentioned earlier, is great as Alfred, and two thirds of his dialogue is him talking under his breath.
0: Oh, in your old age, huh?
1: Comes to us all, Master Wayne. Even you got too old to die young, and not for lack of trying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love smarmy, snarky Alfred. It's great. I just you're love j- it. Yeah, jackass. Right. So <laughs> he just done that every time. You know. <laughs> yeah, but he might as well. So that that's just funny because he does that. We also talked earlier. Um, this is kind of in the trivia. But I don't remember if I captured it or not. But you talked about, like, you liked a little bit of an older Batman. Ben Affleck is the oldest person to portray Batman. Yeah. Really? Um, so it was just funny because I remember looking at Christian Bale in that third movie going, God, he looks bad and old. And and then Ben Affleck's three years older than how what Christian Bale was when he did The Dark Knight Rises. And looks great. And, like, gained, like, 30 pounds of muscle for the role. So good for him. God,
2: he's huge. Yeah. I Like... Uh, it I, looks like you, I started to say, a, "Where is Batman's neck?" That's a huge like, bit,
3: yeah. <laughs> if I haven't said it, Ben Affleck was a pleasant surprise in this movie. He was yeah. he was yeah. dark and brooding, and when he was when he was Bruce Wayne, he was charming and and great. So I I liked him a lot. And Gal Gadot or Godot, how you pronounce her? She, Gadot. I Gadot. think it's. Gad, um, is this Gadot?
2: I heard her on a interview and she actually pronounced her name as Gadot. So. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Well,
3: she's all right. so um, good oh it is. <laughs> she's beautiful and, and she was great too. And... and
1: she makes me believe that Wonder Woman is actually going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, by the way, I love the uh the actual uh, uh costume that, that she's in because it doesn't look stupid. It looks
2: Yeah. Yeah. It actually looks usable.
1: And looks... and her fighting style is so fun to
2: watch.
3: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
2: Oh. Um, of course, in fairness, she was smiling half the time because she enjoyed kicking the crap out of that monster.
3: Right. which was uh, ad-libbed, which is kind of cool. Like that whole bit was ad-libbed, which I really appreciated because I was like, finally we have some fun in this freaking movie. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh Durka Durka Oh, this is um wait, what? Oh yeah, Lex's rant. Here we go. I'm crying. No, oh, that's not it. This is it. That's Getting not slow it. Either. In your old age. Damn it. Boy, that sounds Why would weird. Why
6: we want to weaponize this material? As a deterrent? A silver bullet to keep in reserve to use against the Kryptonians? So the day does not come, madame, when your children are waving daisies at a reviewing stand. Last I looked, the only one of those flying around up here was Superman. Haha, <laughs> yes, Superman. Yeah, but there are, uh, there are more of them. The metahuman thesis. Yes, the metahuman thesis. More likely than not, these exceptional beings live among us. The basis of our myths, gods among men upon our, our little blue planet here. You don't have to use a silver bullet, but if you forge one, well then, we don't have to depend upon the kindness of monsters.
3: Ugh. I was into it until he did that. I don't know why. I just don't like that. But, <laughs> and I would have laughed out loud had he hit that, that little blue earth thing on that glass and it broke. That would have <laughs> been funny. Um, you didn't like
5: right. the Southern accent part? No.
3: God, no. Cause he's making fun of her. Yeah. That's, you know. Which um, which was funny in the um, cinema sins for this movie? They said the biggest sin of all, or the biggest non-believable thing of all, is the fact that she is a Democrat from Kentucky. That was the one of my favorite <laughs> things <laughs> because that doesn't exist. I think that was pretty funny. Um, all right, uh, Perry is an asshole. I
2: love this. Crime wave in Gotham. Other breaking news: water wet.
3: What a dick, I love it. <laughs> I and mean, he's a dick the entire movie. So he's a trope, right? He's our cop, right? He's our police chief who yells at everyone. I want some butts. The news
1: chief, yeah. yeah. He's just
3: the news chief. He just changed police to news, and he's the same. I want thing. you to write about butts, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where's my football story, Clark? No one cares about Clark Kent taking on the bat. And I'm gonna rip up some paper because it makes me look cool. Uh, so anyway. I like Lawrence Fishburne. He's great. And he kind of terrifies me. What have I told you? Yeah.
1: Did it borrow anybody else? Or or borrow? Did it bother anybody else that they kept referring to kind of the title of the movie? You know, Batman versus Superman. Clark Kent versus Bruce Wayne. Or you wouldn't want to shake his hand or or start a fight with him. It's like...
3: eh. So Sarah asked that question. And I guess, I think we've established it. So he knew in that moment that Clark Kent was Superman and he was Batman, right?
1: I think so, yeah. Anybody else on that?
5: Yeah, so my, yes. My, uh, probably my number one pet peeve in the movie is we don't see him earn that knowledge.
3: I, yeah. I, I would like yeah, to. How did he
1: get there? What see, did he I said
3: that him? earlier about him being omniscient and people said, Corny
0: said that you were good with it. So boo on you, Corny.
1: Wait, yeah, where's my supervillain rant on how he got to that point?
0: Uh, would, you, would you like me to throw my uh, two cents in there? Please. I mean, you know. Okay. So um, as Lex Luthor is a, a genius, um, you take a mass vigilante in Gotham who has access to a ton of vehicles and weaponry and gadgets. All right. So you just narrow it down to who's in shape, could be kind of old, and would have, you know, in other words, you just limit it down. That you eliminate yeah. it down. And go okay. Bruce Wayne has to be Batman based on these things. That, and he probably found some blood out of scene and did you know got his own stuff. As for Clark Kent, that's just um, probably a little harder. But I would assume that um, all he had to do was just um, basically track the sightings of uh, Superman and get to a point where you know he just happens to go back to Smallville and talks about you know just happens to canvas a couple people here and there. And you get that one guy who's like, "Oh yeah, man, I saw Clark though a bus one time. It was pretty cool. You know, or that he kind just of
2: thing. first movie. Or he just photoshopped some glasses onto Superman's face. Right.
0: Or he did that, yeah. <laughs> did
2: you guys
3: see that thing in promotion for the movie when the when they had all of those actors on the Jimmy Kimmel show? And they they recreated the scene, right? So they're standing there talking to each other, like Batman says something like, Oh, you just got a problem with the clowns dressing up, right? And then uh Jimmy Kimmel walks by and goes, Hey, you're Bruce Wayne. That's great. Cool. Oh, That's hey look. Right, yeah. And he goes, "Wait a minute. You're Superman." He goes, "No, I'm not." And he goes, "Yeah." And he takes his glasses off of him. He goes, "You're Superman. Hey, Bruce Wayne, this is Wait a minute." And he takes like his plate of like shrimp and he holds it up over his face. He goes, "Holy crap, you're Batman." And then as um Jesse Eisenberg walks and he goes, "Lex, check this out. There's this Batman and this is Superman." And he's like, "Wait, what? It, it's it's pretty really funny. It, it's worth it's worth YouTubing if you haven't seen it. It's pretty funny."
0: Well, I'll be I'll be back. No. Uh, yeah.
5: Um, like that fun line where he says something to Bruce in that moment, he's like, "My R and D department's up to all sorts of no good." Yeah, kind of a throwback to the Wayne Tech R and D and all that, all that yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah, it was just funny. I had to because uh, I just
0: Fox and yeah,
3: yeah. I, I had to yeah, um, I had to think about it though. I was like, because the first time I watched it, I didn't get that, and then this time I go, well, "Wait a minute, I think he knows who they are." Um, next clip. Um, oh. This is a callback to an episode about two or three episodes ago when we watched that one movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey. So?
4: So who gave prototype military rounds to Tareg fighters in the Sahara?
2: You're the reporter, tell me.
3: (gasps) To Tareg fighters? So the guys that were the good guys in Sahara are now the bad guys in this movie.
1: Oh, in Central Africa.
3: In Central Africa. Which is not actually Central Africa, it's actually... uh, Well,
1: technically, if you go from the north... The... Okay.
3: Here's the funny part about this, uh, Alan, is that off air, I actually did a Google search and found where the actual geographic center of Africa is, and it's not even Central Africa. It's like south yeah. of it because Africa's so long. So like, it was like, You're damn right, it's dude. like, yeah, it's like five thousand miles away from Mali, which is where Sam claimed the Central Africa to be. Well, so. there's
1: certain parts of Africa you don't count.
3: So. Yeah, you don't count South South Africa or Egypt because there are white people there. So
1: I've never said Egypt. South Africa racist.
3: is definitely send your racist hate mail to Sam. Um next slip. Uh
6: the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming.
3: Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna capture out that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm just going to keep that. So whenever Corny uh, does something funny, I'm just going to play that. Yeah, here's, here, yeah, someone actually wrote this in the trivia. This movie is featured in episode 242 of the Such and Such Movie podcast, We Hate Movies. I'm not going to tell you who it is. So I'm not going to give you credit for it on my podcast. So suck it. Um, uh,
1: I don't remember what this is. I well, hope the next generation of Waynes won't inherit an empty wine cellar that there's likely to be an next
0: generation. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that, Alfred. I've good hearing.
5: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's straight out of The Dark Knight Returns as well.
0: Um,
3: okay, so, uh, corny. Here you go. Uh, according to I trivia. Thank you. According to the trivia, the flash appearing to deliver an ominous message to Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman is a nod, not a Zod, but a nod to Crisis on Infinite Earths, which features Barry doing the exact same thing. Including disappearing before he could make it clear what exactly he was warning Batman about. So Barry, you suck at your job in multiple universes, which is what I'm reading.
0: Well, technically, his running around so fast is actually kind of screwing things up.
3: Well, he needs to stop it. Okay? Because...
0: He can't. He's Flash. That's what he does.
3: Well, someone should just, like, make him wear, like, weighted clothes like um, Goku does.
0: Um, <laughs> if you're a super-powered superhero who runs fast, running fast is what you do. <laughs>
3: Also, uh, Geico. Um uh I already played that one. Um balls.
4: Is the US providing experimental military arms to rebels in Africa?
3: You know what balls like yours. You belong in here.
0: That's right. How how now hop and hop in your mech suit and but hey but
3: uh, not we... if you're in North Carolina. Oh, well, I was gonna say they oh. could
2: have just filmed that in Charlotte, nobody yeah. would question it. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, right. by the way, we uh, have a nice
0: little uh, double feature for um, the Matrix. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them are in the Matrix. Yeah. Oh. Um. There's also a, a Star Wars uh, reference in this one, if you guys recognize that or not. But the uh, prison uniform that uh, Lex wears is uh, 16TK421. TK421, of course, is the stormtrooper uh, that Han Solo beats up and takes his... Thing, you know
1: anyway his armor
3: yeah yeah his, yeah, his why don't we even wear this armor uh last one no capes no that's not what this is i just i just wrote cape i don't know what it's for
4: it's
1: okay i'm a friend of your sons
0: i figured the cape
1: <laughs> what okay sure would not be very popular with uh, the incredibles no no capes Okay. It was
3: Ed, uh, uh, speaking of the Incredibles, Helen Hunt, you know, is the uh, Elastigirl. So there you go. That wasn't Helen Hunt, was it? Uh, Helen not Hunter? Helen Hunt. Um, Helen um, oh, yeah. Holly, H- uh, Hunter. Holly, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Hunter. Holly Hunter is your uh, Your Elastigirl. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, Wait, I thought Jodie Foster was Elastigirl. Nope. No, it was the, uh, the Holly Hunter. Huh. Yep. Here we go.
4: And now for some more bad news.
3: Ready? Uh, this podcast isn't over. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, tropes real quick. Soldiers don't listen to orders. Check. Uh, mic feedback. Oh, I hate that trope. Um, I love it. It's that, my favorite thing. That microphone would not feed back. So suck it, sound person. I hate that crap. Uh, actually, I guess that wouldn't be sound person. That'd be Zack Snyder. Um, boss who yells. Uh, orgy of evidence. It's not just bomb. Uh, nuclear bomb, yeah. Uh, nuking, yeah, that's my next one. Nuking thing is the best option. And I guess you can do the trope of uh, government officials are stupid. Uh, okay, there you go. Um, I'm going to cook through some of this trivia because we are two hours into the show. Uh, ben Affleck asked Christian Bale for any advice. And he said, quote, make sure you can piss in the suit. There you go. Um and he did, it
0: turned out to be this movie. I'm, um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
3: Oh. The film was originally pitched in August of 01 to some dude, um, with Wolfgang Peterson to direct and Akiva Goldsman to script. Goldman's script had Bruce Wayne's fiance slain by the Joker, which sends him into a revenge rampage and brings him into conflict with Superman who tries to stop him. The film was shelved, but Goldman's I am legend 2007 has a teaser poster for this film and they used the exact same logo. So with the, the shield, the Batman, the Superman shield over the Batman thingy. I'm
1: not mm. a big fan of the Batman shield in this, uh, in this one. It's uh, too
3: fat. Well, he is a bigger dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hans Zimmer composed a separate theme for each superhero, which I said that. Um, ben Affleck said in an interview, interview that he wanted to buy the suit, but the studio said it was going to cost 100 grand to keep, so he just took a picture of it instead. Oh. Um, come on Penn, I know you've got 100 grand lying around. Come on, Jen can lend it to you. It's cool. Um they forced. I know. That was after, a wicked smart move. After seeing his performance <laughs> in Cloud Atlas, the studio wanted Tom Hanks to portray Lex Luthor. I love that idea, Ooh. personally. Tom Hanks is Lex. I'm uh, not okay with that. I like older. I like my supervillains to be old and, and wise. And wise, and because you can be crazy and 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 be old, you know. Like yeah. I love here,
1: here's the thing. You know, Lex gets knock or gets uh, Doomsday. In an attempt to uh, regain eternal youth, or something.
3: I don't know. Who knows?
5: I mean, well, he, actually, there was a big bunch of the fandom that were pulling for Brian Cranston.
1: Yeah,
3: I would have yeah. been really great with but,
0: that. I'm actually okay with this.
3: Yeah, that. and that's how he makes his billions—is by cooking meth. So, <laughs> um, now here's one of those things on um, IMDb where they—they they throw Super a, Breaking Bad. They throw yeah. They throw a bunch of names out because they say this person was uh. Um so before Jesse Eisenberg was cast, they wanted Matt Damon, Bradley Cooper, Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, and Jean De Jardine. Jean de Jardine were on the Warner Brothers list to play the part. So uh take it that Joe for Pesci words. would have been perfect. He would have been great.
6: Um he would <laughs> I have am been. the knight.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Oh. <laughs> you think I'm funny? Am I here to <laughs> amuse you? Well, you, are, you are dressed as a clown, sir. Um, uh, if we're gonna, I'm not going to play the recasting game because we just um, did. We have. Yeah. Um, soundtrack, great. I gave this. Uh, Hans Zimmer is awesome. Just pure and simple. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, what did we learn? It's good to have your mother's name be Martha. That's what we learned.
0: Um, hey, otherwise, you know, I'm kind of glad we didn't really go on and on about the Martha thing. I'm, I'm glad we didn't do that.
1: Though. No, yeah, I was. Um, you didn't spend you know, 15 minutes on that or anything. The movie did. But we didn't.
3: Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> just. Why did you say that name? I don't know. Um, first swear thing that came me. to mind. Yeah. Swear to me. It's my dog's name. Oh, okay. Cool. Save my dog. Um. <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments in Batman Begins, by the way. Swear to me. I swear to God. Swear to me. That's best. That's awesome. Uh. Speaking of Incredibles, how about that? Top three. So we just decided to do top three DC movies. Corny asked the question, does the um, does the cartoon series, uh, cartoon universe count? I would say yes, um, because I actually saw Mark of the Phantasm in the theater, which I think they even make reference to in the movie, right? Doesn't um, f- yeah. he calls somebody a phantasm or something like that? Like, that's what's the point of that, so. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Alfred said that. He probably said it under his breath, like, mmm, stupid phantasm, blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so, top three. Uh, so, we'll go in our typical order. Andrew, your top three, sir.
2: Well, am uh, glad that you mentioned that because Mask of the Phantasm is actually an honorable mention of mine. Because uh, I also saw that in the theater. Uh, uh, taking me back to my childhood here. Uh, number three, 1989's Batman. All right. Number two, The Dark Knight. Uh, this one, I would count as number one but uh, not, I'm going to play by the rules and go to a DC comic that a lot of people don't realize is DC, and I'm going to say Red Damn it. Number one.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> what oh, I picked. Nice. I nice. love that movie. Oh, my God, I love that movie.
2: It's okay. fantastic.
3: It's amazing, truly amazing. John Malkovich, well, he could have been an interesting villain in one of these movies. Um, he's great. All right. Um, damn it, Andrew. Was that yours? That, that's actually like my list almost exactly. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, you cheating off my script. It's twice we've done that. Like, freaking the intro and now this. Damn it. Um, uh, corny.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to actually go with um, all three cartoons. Because uh, I, I, I will say this. Between the Marvel animated universe and the DC animated movie universe, uh, DC is kicking Marvel's ass, in my opinion. Oh, that's fair. And um, how they do this. So, hey, good job there. Uh, I'm going to go with my number three as Justice League War, which is kind of an origin story where you get a little bit of everybody and they're starting the powers. But yeah, then I just three. saw it. Oh, Very it's good. Pretty, it's awesome. Um, my number two is going to be Superman, Batman Apocalypse. Um, it has one of the coolest things I've ever seen um, in a I guess cartoon setting. Um, there's a moment where um, – uh, basically, Superman's cousin, Kara, has been kidnapped by Darkseid, and uh, he's kind of converted over to somewhere evil. So they're kind of fighting, and then Batman uh, does his thing. He finds a bunch of hellspores, which are essentially a bunch of nukes, and uh, he, he rolls up to Darkseid, and it's like, hey, uh, stop bothering Kara. And Side's like, no. And the Batman's like, do it. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm going to blow your planet up. It's like, you wouldn't. And Batman's like, I got your codes. And he says the codes. And then <laughs> Darkseid's like, what? I thought
3: you were going to say I got your nose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, That'd be awesome. Nose.
0: But anyway, but, uh, oh, the, but, the,
1: back. <laughs>
0: but the line that makes me uh, find that movie really awesome is the fact that uh, Darkseid throws Batman through a wall holding by his throat. And it's like, give me the codes. And Batman's like, Leave cars or alone, and that kind of thing. But that was one of those. This guy is seconds from death and is talking shit. Essentially, that's uh, that's awesome. And then my number one would be the uh, Dark Knight Returns, um, not the not, not movie world, but the cartoon version, where we get Frank Miller's uh, story of Batman and um, an older Batman being uh, having to fight Superman because. Um, he has come out of retirement and the United States has sent, uh, Superman is basically a lackey for the United States. And, uh, they send uh, Superman to Metropolis to fight our old Batman. And, um, it's where we get a one armed green arrow, um, because of, you know, things went down. So yeah, that's my three.
1: Wow. Cool. Uh, Sam. Um, I'm the boring one because I haven't seen a whole lot of DCs. Um, other than uh, the live action stuff, and so under I've the got, table, I've got the uh, original Batman at number three, or the not the original, not not the nineteen sixty six or whatever that yeah, was. The 1989
3: yeah, the nineteen eighty nine Michael
1: Keaton. Yeah, um, I've got Constantine at number two, and uh, I couldn't find who <sighs> makes the Jurassic World comics. I don't think it's DC, <laughs> but I tried <laughs> to look it up. Um, it ain't
0: DC, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Dark Knight is is at my number one.
3: Okay. Uh, Alan.
5: uh, I have an honorable mention of the Dark Knight Returns animated movie. Uh, Frank Miller. Seeing that comic come to life is is pretty good. It's pretty cool. Um, Number three for me would probably be um, the 1989 Batman, Michael Keaton. I remember when that came out. um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Still watch it to this day. Uh, Number two for me would probably be um, The Dark Knight uh love that i remember the the shock of the heath ledger casting and everybody thinking that was the worst thing in the world and i said i'll wait and see and he nailed it um and then my number one is uh, as a huge superman fan myself i'm going to say superman 2 and i'm gonna take it a step further and say the richard donner cut of Superman 2. Is
3: that, is that the one where he goes he spins the world backwards? And-
5: no, that's Superman 1. Superman 2 is the one where he fights the three supervillains.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Neil before Zod. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. But uh the Donner cut. Yeah, the Donner cut is pretty is actually better because yeah, he was is. the guy that was actually supposed to direct the film. Oh. Anyway, he, like, I don't think I've actually seen this one. Yeah, he, he actually Donner directed like 90% of the movie, and then they fired him because he want, wanted to do a different direction. And they brought in some other schmuck. And that's why like the Gene Hackman scene with uh Ned Beatty is like so weird, right? And like the dialogue is also the the, the dialogue you see on the screen isn't even Gene Hackman because those scenes were filmed. For the first movie And then they threw it into this movie And Gene got so mad That they fired Donner That he didn't even go in to do ADR For the dialogue So like If you go back and watch that That's not even Gene Hackman's voice It's actually really interesting
2: Yeah Anyway I've got that uh, Donner version Corny if you want to borrow it I would actually Didn't they you. die in the Colorado Rockies? The, <laughs> the Donner
1: party? Yes yeah.
5: <laughs> I just remember thinking it was really cool. I know it's a stupid power, but when Superman like pulled the cellophane shield off his chest and <laughs> and it expanded like a like a, a shrimp net or something. I thought that was, thought it was really interesting when I was when I was younger. And that was the movie that put me on the Superman train, so to speak.
2: That that always reminded me of shrinky dinks, those things you put in the oven and nice. yeah. Um Were you done, Alan?
1: Yes, yes. Okay, is it my turn? No, never. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: In, it, it, in real lifetime, it is extremely late and I'm exhausted. It is, um, yes. So my number three would be, um, well, since everyone has basically said it, um, and I didn't, I had forgotten that Constantine was a uh, DC property, I would then say Constantine. And then my number two would be Batman Begins, and then number one would be Red, which is flipping awesome. And if you've never seen it, go watch it. Bruce Willis is... Is, it's hilarious. and um, Red 1 and 2. Really two, good. Yeah, 2 not as much as 1, but 1 is, is actually really, really good. So go watch it um, right now. Like, seriously, just stop this podcast and go watch it. And then come back for the last minute or two. Uh, out of 10. Time for that part of the show where we give our out of 10. Um, Andrew.
2: I'm going to give this an uh, 8.765. Wow. 8, I don't think my 6, program 6, does that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh we've gone that far before. Okay. Yeah. Uh okay, cool.
0: Really um, enjoyed it. Corny. Yeah, I don't have a column for Alan. I should have fixed that. No, no, um
3: fine. well we didn't give I didn't give I didn't give Mike one either, so Oh okay. I let him say uh, his vote, but it
0: didn't count towards the math. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh I see. I, I really liked it visually. I I am not as upset as I was before, but I'm still not too happy. So I'm gonna go Oh boy. Um I'm going to give
3: it a 6.9. That's actually a lot higher than I thought you were going to do. Because that's what IMDb says. Nice. I thought you were going to be more Rotten Tomatoes.
0: No, I I, I, kind of agree with uh, Alan. I think a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon of people said it was terrible, so it's terrible. And I did hate it for the first three days. I mean, my God, I hated this movie. Um, But the more I thought about it over time, I was like, you know, I can go with an alternate universe. I can go with the idea that this isn't the people that I'm used to. So that made it better.
3: What was the thing that I said last night that Sam said, you're making too much sense? Oh, yeah, the bit where Sarah even said, why doesn't Superman just fly around the city and find his mom? And she literally said, it's not like she's sitting in a lead-lined room. So anyway, again, a non-believer is... Making fun of the movie.
1: Sam. Um, I'm going to, despite the problems with the uh, the story at the last part, um, I'm going to give it a 6.1. Gosh,
3: I'm going to come across as the asshole here. Well. Um, Well. What do you mean? Well, of, of the four of us, we all know which one of us is the asshole, and it is not me.
0: <laughs> that depends on the day of the week, I think.
3: Uh, that's actually true. If I've if I've had a if I've had a grumpy Tuesday, then sometimes it can be me. Um, if when Corny's computer decides to become sentient and try to kill him, then sometimes it's him. Um, but usually it's Andrew or usually it's like Sam. Sorry. not Damn. Andrew Andrew is actually like the least asshole-ish of all of us. Thanks a lot, Sean. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Alan, you may throw in your two cents, sir, but I apologize. it won't count towards our thing.
5: Well, if it doesn't count, I'm going to give it a 15. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'll, I'll give it a, uh, a solid 7.75. It, it has some issues. I think it, but I think it sets everything up well. So uh, 7.75. Why did you say that names?
4: Right. Okay.
3: (laughs) Um, I'm going to, well, okay. I'm going to give this a straight in the face five, just a 5.0. Like a lot of good, a lot of bad. It kind of evens it out. Um, I even with the, I knew the extended cut was going to be long. I did not know it was going to be, you know, Lord of the Rings extended version, Return of the King long.
1: At least we didn't um, say goodbye to each hero for like thirty minutes.
3: Correct. It did have only one ending. It did not have seven like that movie does. Um, I just there's there's just too many things that just bother me. Um, and um, but there's some things to, to like about it. Um, but again, I, I'm I'm not your audience for this movie. I'm not. Um, so uh, it just doesn't it doesn't work on me like. Avengers does or caps two or whatever, you know, there's just so, but that's fine. That's why there is a Marvel and a DC. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Right. Um,
1: wow. what shit. are we doing next week?
3: Oh my gosh. Well, it, it already is next week. We got to start watching our movie right now. Um, no. Um, first I'm going to say this. I went and saw the new star Trek movie. I loved it. I really did. Um, if I'm you're shocked, if you're, <laughs> Well, okay. You were with us when we did Into uh, Darkness and I ripped that movie pretty good. Even you did, though actually. even though we yeah. got into a stupid argument about freaking exhaust from the oh, ship. Oh yeah. But <laughs> which is not in this movie, by the way. Um but this movie is actually like it it actually deals with like real like again nothing new. Again, nothing new at all. You know, tropes that we've seen in movies a bunch of times, but it's still the am I worthy of this position? And why are we doing this? And what is our mission? And, um, you know,
0: it, it kind of gets, seek out new life and new civilizations. I thought right. it was in title.
3: Yeah. But like, it, but after he, he even makes a line in the movie, which is kind of funny, he says, we've been doing this for three and a half years and, and life is starting to feel episodic, which is of course a nod to the TV show. Nice. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's a little bit it's it's actually it, it, now of course the it's in the it's in the preview so the spoiler the the enterprise does get destroyed and that scene was filmed really well and it was it's kind of emotional like because again the enterprise is a character on the show so they did it very well I thought it wasn't just oh blow it up dead you know like it was uh, haven't so, they blown it up
1: every single movie.
3: Uh, no, the first one it actually did pretty well. The second one it got beat to hell, but it it survived. This one it it did, um, which is Wait, the a,
0: second one didn't it crash to Earth?
3: It, it came towards Earth. It did not crash into Earth. That was the bad guy version ship. That's what crashed into the Earth.
0: Okay.
3: The bad guy ship crashed because he was trying to actually crash it into
0: Starfleet headquarters in and Well, the Enterprise is blown up. I mean, a couple times, right?
3: Well, yeah. So, yeah.
4: Well,
0: if okay. we want
3: to go there real quick, we can. But I think it was kind of a nod because this is the third movie. And in the, th- the first third movie, um, in Search for Spock, it, they blow it up. Okay. Um, but they okay. intentionally blow it up. Um, and then Enterprise D gets blown up, too. So, anyway, it happens. It's a thing.
1: Enterprise Double D.
3: Um, and then at the end, this one, they, re- they rebuild it, of course. And then at the end, they put the letter A. So, this would be the NCC-1701A. Anyway. <laughs> good Movie, I recommend it. I really highly recommend it. Um, I know there's a lot of other really good movies coming out this weekend, like Suicide Squad's coming out soon. So, anyway, um, but go watch the new Star Trek. I loved it. Um, and I will probably go watch it again. So, if any of you clowns want to go watch it with me, I will probably be willing to do so. Um, with that being said, um, are, are we sticking to Final Girl being next week?
0: Uh, I guess so, maybe.
3: <laughs> okay, um, uh, certainly don't have to. Well, um I, I I will. Right now, it's either going to be Final Girl or Monsters will be the movie that we do next week. So,
0: stay well, how about tuned. Final Girl Monsters? And that sounds sexy. Isn't it
1: one in the same? I don't know.
3: Um, so we will find out what uh, coming up next. Um, that next week it should be next time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, Final Girl Monsters. Um, that's gonna do it for us. So big thanks. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you, yeah. Andrew. Thank you, Alan. Uh, for yeah, coming maybe. on. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Hope you didn't uh, walk away hating your experience.
5: Oh no, no, I, I had a blast. You guys are great. Listen to you every week, um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, for only twenty five bucks, feel like I could. We could probably continue talking if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, one o'clock, we could probably get six more
4: hours. we really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah
5: it needs to be covered in this movie. But, uh, guys, I, I really do appreciate the opportunity. You guys are great. Listen to you every week. Um, out there, Gar and I am trying daily to get more subscribers for you guys. Um, nice. I actually got one for you today. All right. Uh, so that. I hope um, keep up the work, <laughs> and I will continue to banter back and forth. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Yes,
1: anytime yeah. you can give Sean a hard time, that's, oh, a, that's yeah. a good day.
3: And <laughs> Alan does, in fact, work on commission, so there you go. Um, <laughs> he gets, he gets one-fifth of everything we make, which is nothing. Anyway. <laughs> um, but the smiles and hopes of children. Yeah, which Sam usually crushes. Anyway. But I,
5: I, I really hope that if there were some things you didn't like, maybe we kind of took it the other direction just a little bit, maybe got... Uh, because I, I really thought, I honest to gosh thought I would be the only one defending this movie tonight. I thought I was going to be, like I said, Fortress of Solitude, standing strong, uh, Andrew. So I, I appreciate the support.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
5: <laughs> and uh, Corny, I really do appreciate the uh, the comic knowledge backup, and even the uh, the. Uh, I thought I thought you and Sam were going to bash it. I knew Sean wasn't going to like it very much because he's not a DC guy. But uh, I well, like
1: I, I will tell you, I. I after my first viewing, I was not too happy with it. This extended viewing, um, much better. Much better. I watched it, um, but, okay. before last. Oh, sorry. Okay, my,
3: one last thing, and then I'll be done with it, and we're gonna put this to bed. <laughs> Should a movie have to have a three-hour extended version to make it good? Because Absolutely. Return of the King is amazing. The extended version is even better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that we shouldn't have to have 30 minutes of extra stuff to make it, to bring it up to just good. But
5: the answer, the, the, the three hour cut is what he shot originally intentionally for theaters. It was, it was the execs at WB that made him cut it down so they could get more show times in.
3: Well, I don't, I don't, now, I don't blame them because I mean, again, three hours is a long commitment yeah. um, for, for a movie. Uh, so to, the, to my argument against that would be then cut some shit out that that doesn't need to be in there um because there was some stuff that could did not need to be in there, like that whole desert scene didn't need to be in there at all. you could have done something quicker um and parkour dude that was pretty impressive right he, he parkour. when he jumped up out of his wheelchair like I can't even get out of my chair that quickly, so anyway um I'm done I'm done um with this we are. Super late, and if you're still listening to us, God bless you. Uh, your phone probably has your batteries have all died listening to this. Um, so again, big uh, thanks, Alan. Again, so much for you for joining us. How did Alan join yes. us this week? Well, he joined us by donating uh, to our GoFundMe account. That's uh, GoFundMe. CheapSeatReviews. Com slash CheapSeatReviews. If I give out the wrong thing, no one's gonna donate. Um, and uh, and helped us out that way. Um, we have m- met our one-year goal, so we are paid for for the year. Um, so we can get to about episode—I don't know what—almost uh, 200. Totally, totally wow. for, on on uh, with, with the support of our listeners. So thank you guys so much. Uh, leave us a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and and YouTube. We're on the YouTube now, which is pretty cool. Visit our oh, website. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews, and follow us on Twitter, at CheapseatCast. Uh, I am at Sean J. Allred, at Saniji, S-O-N-E-J-I-16 is Sam, at Johnny Darko 16 is Corny, and at A. Jemison is Andrew, and Alan, yours is Something Too Extreme. What is yours? Alan to extreme. Alan to extreme. Well, that's probably hard to remember. Um,
4: <laughs>
3: of course, send us your emails to cheaps, reviews at gmail.com. And if you want to join us like Sam did earlier, you can call us well, not join us on live, but you can call us and leave a voicemail at 704-271-4290. Um, and that's going to do it. So, uh, on behalf of, um, Alan, again, thanks a lot for Alan. Uh, so, uh, Sam as he calls the the (laughs) Skype Um, thank you for listening Uh, we had a blast it was a lot of fun and um, we have one more person to do this with Um, so looking forward to that so uh, on behalf of Andrew uh, Corny Sam this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night